Touch his hat. Hello and welcome to the Salcast <laughs> on Sunday, the sixth of June, twenty twenty-one. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. That was some good confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Kemp. I thought you were talking to the yeah, cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no one wears hats here. That should have been the giveaway. Yeah. Uh, no one, no one has a hat for the cat to touch. <laughs> It's a good one. I enjoyed that. The pause was immense. <laughs> the pause? Yeah. <laughs> it's just cat puns all the way. I mean, it wouldn't be a show on the internet if it wasn't full of cat-related material. It would be our That's podcast true. if we weren't referring to some kind of word situation immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how there. did the cat settle in to your new place? Did it? Was it shitting everywhere? That seems to be the... I mean, no, we got it, we got it in a litter box. So, oh, okay. So it was. So it knows where to do that. It was pooping in a very precise location because you know it, it remembered. The like, puking was less wow. directed. Yeah, there was, <laughs> there was a there was a few uh, vomit scenarios. But we're we're at the point where we've we've moved the litter tray now, so it's near the back door because it was in a bathroom. Oh, Cat basically funny. had a bathroom, and because <laughs> she's a princess. Uh, <laughs> and basically had a bathroom and then, <laughs> and then we uh yeah so we've moved the little tray to the back door now to be like okay remember this this is this is outside this is where the poop happens but she's been uh, out quite a bit now like she got a flap and she does not have a flap well awkwardly we find ourselves in the situation where all of the back doors are glass again as usual oh no way out yeah so I guess we could put a flap on the front door, but I'm not sure I'm keen on that. No, not on the front door. Hmm. So, yeah. Some kind of cat shoot. <laughs> cat shoot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so kind of... Well, I like put a slide upstairs. So you could just go, Woo, yeah. I'm, out, I'm outside. There. <laughs> How are you going to get back in, mate? Uh, yeah, so it's the getting back in that's the bigger problem, though. Yeah, it's true. How dare she? Is she getting used to the surrounding area, like on roaming around slightly safer roaming. Yeah, I think so. She she wants to be outside most of the time now. Mm. Um I mean She's had a taste. She's got the taste. <laughs> and now now she can't can't eat anything else. She has to have that outside grass. Oh yes, naturally. She says, in fairness, the last couple of times I've spotted her, like, what looked oh, like eating grass. grass, she was more licking it. Just just licking it. <laughs> Is that better or worse? <laughs> Probably better. I hope it's better. Well, it's like, if she's eating the grass, you at least know that she's eating the grass. So if she's licking the grass, you don't know what the fuck she's licking. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's getting just the bad stuff that's on the grass, yeah. I guess. Yeah. That delicious layer of pollution. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much pollution here, presumably, as there would have been in Ipswich. <laughs> no, I guess not. You do occasionally get that sort of farmy smell around here. Well, yeah, but that's like natural. That's not pollution. I've been meaning to ask. Technically, I've been meaning to ask you, Zach. Like, because 
You're a man that's lived near the rails for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> You're a rail living Significantly man. nearer than this house. <laughs> He's at home on the rails. Next to the rails. Essentially. <laughs> um, there's a... Okay. Have train horns just all changed <laughs> to be weird? It depends. Well, they've, they're all brand new trains, aren't they? Well, they're uh, all different. That that's the main thing. Right, because there's only... There's one thing that we hear here, <laughs> and it doesn't... Like, we think it's a train, but we're not sure, because it just sounds so, like, not what I would associate a train horn to be. Like, it's not like the classic... Or whatever. Or Which we always got. It just sort then. of sounds more like a, like, uh, the the foreman has decided the shift at the foundry is finished. It's kind of a... <laughs> sort of noise. I don't know. There's too many different variables in the trains that come past. I mean, obviously, the the cargo trains... Don't you have always had the weird horns? You probably just never noticed an Ipswich. No, I guess they wouldn't have been on that bit of line on that side of Ipswich, right? Because the line from Felixstowe goes around the top. I think they occasionally would come that way because if they were coming from you to Ipswich, that's just kind of the route, right? So they would come by my old place. No, because you're on the bottom side of Ipswich. You do go right. past that bit to get to Stowmarket, the bit that used to be. Sproughton. That is, that is where that route goes. No, but the line to Felixstowe, I think, branches off and goes over the top. Of, over oh, the I see. If it wasn't going to Ipswich at all, you mean, it would just... Well, or like I assume the majority of the cargo trains coming from Felixstowe come along that top bit yeah, upwards, because okay, yeah. they're all going north. I see your, I see your point. Uh, we did get oh, the odd train, but yeah. not... not yeah. But as I say, I've never heard this... Um, well, it could Deep have also groaning horn. It could have also been one of the track maintenance trains because you know. Oh no, but it's like it's like all the time. It's like like every twice an hour or something. We just hear this. Okay, that may not be a train then. Yeah. Who knows? I don't. I don't know where it. I'm not entirely sure where it goes because you can't. I. I don't always hear the telltale. <laughs> well, you're quite far away from the train track, really. Yeah. So I. Ju- I just don't know what that is. It's. It's really strange. Anyway. So- that and the angry blackbird. Is like a I like the I like the main noises. Freight, isn't it like a freight depot, freight liner depot, right by the station, right where you can see all the the freight and locomotives? Anyway, what in hanging out and being turned on. Yeah, it's right by the station. Uh, yeah, there is a sort of big old siding area. Yeah, I assume they. Yeah. That's probably just a convenient place to park them. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But did they have to come around that crazy corridor that they built right by your house, right, to, to get to the top part that Zach's talking about? I yeah, I don't actually know where what the junctions are like nowadays. Because I assume the way it looks on the map, last map that I've seen, which is a hella old map at this point, it always looks like right. the junction from Felixstowe where it goes over the top of it, which it only merges northwards. But I assume there is a southwards <laughs> junction as well mm. to be able right. to go south. I just don't know where that line is. Also, according to that map, like that, the line to Felixstowe is single, and I'm like, that can't be right. No, right? That's, <laughs> I think that's accurate. How the hell do they manage to get that many trains going in and out of Felixstowe if it's only I single line? Well, I mean, I think the passenger line is single. Well, sure, but the actual rail on the map is marked as a single. Yeah, just like how? It's a good point. Do they even go that way? Do they just detru- get get in truckened? No, I'm pretty sure they must get down there, but I don't know. 
So they go north and then <laughs> come back down again. Yeah, anyway. Train routes. Train routes of East Anglia. <laughs> Fascinating broadcast. <laughs> yeah. Via the mystery of what sounds you can hear from your house. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, you'll, have, you'll at least be always getting the constant... You'll always be getting the constant train sounds because of... Well, at least until they close the level crossing, I guess. Maybe if they well, eventually get round to close, closing that fully, you yeah. won't get those any longer. Because that's well, the only reason that they always hoard. Sure. Well, this is the other thing I was wondering. is like, had they fitted a... Like, <laughs> they always like, like, like a noise to the crossing. <laughs> so the no. crossing is the thing that makes the noise. It's always very annoying for me when the train drivers like forget or like leave it till the last minute because when the train is right next to our house it's like that's a bit late for that level crossing yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that sounds like a uh, a very craft book version of a train it is indeed because i was also very talking last europe express version i was also talking last time i was here about the watering plant, the lovely smell of that. Oh, yeah. I walked past that the other day. Did it smell then? It did not. I'm pretty sure I caught a brief whiff of it last week, so like Thursday sometime, <laughs> but not like the full strength. Oh, no, that was... Wait, yeah, when we... Oh, was it, no, it was Wednesday we were out wandering, and it was not fragrant. There's a bit on our, my, our usual running route where there's a water plant not far away, and it... Uh, yeah, on the odd day, that can be right whiffy, and that's the last thing you want running up a hill. There's a big, yeah. old, big old pile of poo smell. Well, that's different from the watering plant. <laughs> so At least I assume it's that. Sewage plant is a different situation. Yeah. So it's not, it's not, so it's not a sewage plant it's like the other side of the lake, then? No, that is. Oh, that, okay. That's, that's, that's the sewage then. plant. <laughs> okay, so I walked past that, and that wasn't that fragrant. <laughs> No, the watering plant is up the other, up that way, the other way, the opposite direction, the, oh. where they make the wood chips for gardens, and they pour chemicals on them, and then it smells. That's <laughs> really nearby you, isn't it? Yeah, it's like much closer to Rob's house than my house. But like I said at the time, it's like it doesn't always smell. I assume they only do whatever they're doing very occasionally, and it also probably only depends on like the weather, like and if then the they wind's sound... blowing in a certain direction. And then they sound the horn to let everyone. Well, know. maybe I was like, <laughs> that is the one other like industrial plant type thing I can think of around here. Yeah, I think there is some hmm. material place not that far away. Oh, yeah, that one up on the hill mm. where they do, like, I think they do frames for buildings, right? The wooden, like, A-frames and stuff. Oh, right. Brehenny, isn't it? They used to be up there. Bre yeah, there's a Brehenny not too far, I don't think. Mm. Brehenny, Brehenny, yeah, probably Brehenny, not, not Brehenny. Brehenny. Well, also, maybe you'll, maybe you'll be able to experience the mystery of, like, certain animals that I can hear from from my, my window where I'm just like, what the hell is he making that noise? There's some kind of... I don't know, it must be a... It must be a bird, probably, because I can't imagine any other kind of animal making this noise, but, like, it, it would come out, come out at, like, midnight or 1am making this, like, constant honking noise. And I'm just like, what, what is that animal? <laughs> what is it doing in the middle of the night? <laughs> Night goose. I mean, you can't you can't beat London for the sound of foxes having sex constantly. Well, yeah, in the street. <laughs> yeah, it's just you'd think that would be a country thing, but it's definitely not. <laughs> well, it's because you don't. You're more likely to notice it because there are no other animals around to, to create other yeah. noises. And I imagine there's a they're fantastic bloody loud. Echo. Yeah, 
fantastic yeah. fox x reverb yeah to be to be fair now i'm up on the third floor I, I haven't had that but like when i was in the basement yeah fox is uh shagging all night very annoying <laughs> They did literally sound like they're murdering each other. Basically, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's pretty horrifying. <laughs> Get a goddamn room. So yeah, all all you really hear here, apart from the honk, the occasional bit of traffic outside this window, uh, there's angry blackbird. I mean, that's just everywhere, though. I know, but it's like it sees the cat and just, it basically sits in our garden in one of those little pear trees and just goes, just go, pee, 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 pee. <laughs> Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Pee, 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 pee. <laughs> accurate. Very accurate. Uh, yeah, he just, he just sits there doing that for hours. Um, and then there's the, the happy chickens that are, like, are in the allotments. So we were just sat in the garden the other night and then heard the I laid an egg dance. You know, just like... It's like, okay, great. We've got got happy chicken dance. And there are some far-off cockerels somewhere. But, like, far off. Yeah, Yeah. there's one I can barely hear. So it Mm. must be somewhere even further over this way, I guess. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I don't think they're in the allotments. It sounds too far away for that. Might be a, all the way at Alder Car, I don't know. Yeah, probably. The sheep's nearby. The sheep's out there. Yeah. Can't hear Sheep them as easy. Or as we call them uh, in when we're playing Settlers of Catan, fluffy bastards. <laughs> the fluffy bastards. <laughs> well, well, it's not a very I'll, I'll farming you. area. A fluffy is bastard it? for a crunchy wanker is a, is a phrase that we say quite a bit, Plague. <laughs> crunchy wanker. That's the wheat. We couldn't think of that. Is, that's quite crunchy wanker. Weird. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Nope. But it is quite funny. I don't think we've got anything for the audience. <laughs> other than, you know, the hilarious gut word. Which happens more often than I'd like. We haven't got anything for stone or clay, really. She can't really use bastards again. Like clay, clay would be like. <laughs> well, no, you do have no, to imagine other. Random... I mean, I mean, if we were playing it, we could just call it the filthy, filthy dirt, and it would be fine. Yeah, but that's not what clay is. <laughs> filthy, filthy dirt. And stone obviously just make drug jokes. Well, or you could be rock hard. <laughs> oh yeah, got word. I've got rock hard. Catan's <laughs> a good guy. Yeah. Confirmed for good. So yeah, that's the. And I'm slowly deboxing this house. That's that's the important bit. I think the more the boxes leave, the more homely it starts to feel. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's fairly. I've still got boxes, but they're in the. I haven't got any boxes in the living room. That's the key thing. Yes. Well, we've still we've still got. I'm finally getting my. My TV unit, which I ordered literally the day, like I exchanged contracts, not even the day I moved in, and it's, it still hasn't arrived. But it's supposed to arrive on Tuesday. Woo. So then I can plug everything in for reals, proper lad. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm sort yeah. of uh, there's, there's, there's this room and this this room's still a bit of a state because I've, I've got all the, most of the stuff for my desk now, like my my brand new. Uh, Ikea hack. 
Um, uh, but apart, oh, yeah. apart from like the the support struts that are going to stop it from sagging, that's, that that stuff's missing. The metal, because I had to order the metal specially cut from somewhere. Because I thought I thought I could just get some like the appropriate metal from like Screwfix or Wix or somewhere like that. But no, they did not have the metal I required. <laughs> it was harder to find than I thought. Unless you want stuff that's like either like a foot long or three meters long, and it's like that's a bit much. I'm not going to spend my. I'm not going to waste my time hacksawing metal. I want it precisely cut, please. Mm. Yeah, machine cut. Professional. Yeah. So when we get that done, this this room will be a bit nicer, a bit more arranged properly. Because I've, I've I've been like I haven't set up proper speakers in here because it's like well where they're going to go for one thing. Uh, I've slightly loathed when I had to actually get a bit of equipment out for work and it's like and put that on my desk and it's like god oh, damn it I'm mm. trying to avoid getting more equipment out Ru- ruins the look <laughs> they get yeah. some background streaming enjoy that background streaming if you can hear that probably not get that <laughs> nope quite a lot of streaming there's always someone doing some... I mean, that's, I guess that's weekends, right? <laughs> well, it's nearly summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the weekend. Did you enjoy the, 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 the beautiful bank holiday weekend last last week? I mean, Gnome got sunburnt, so I guess success, I guess. Yeah, me too. It got too hot <laughs> too quickly. <laughs> it got too hot before I had the chance to like, clean my windows. And put up the bug nets properly, which is oh, all, no. always sucks because I can only oh, yeah, have like you're, one you're... window open. <laughs> I got, I, it's a bit late, but I, got, so I did get my first bug bite of the year on my leg, <laughs> and it was quite a nasty one. Oh. It got a bit itchy. Oh, bad luck. And I did the thing that I probably said on a podcast one of these other years, but like when I got out my fan again because it was hot, and I was uh-huh. like, oh, look, I'll put this fan on my windows and turn it on. And I was like, this is kind of shit. Wait, hang on, I need to oil it. And then you just take it apart, clean it all off, oil it, and then turn it on. It's like blasting you. And I'm like, holy shit. Nice. It's like I turned it on yeah. and I thought I turned it on to the highest, but it was on the lowest. It was just like, it works so much better when it's actually been cleaned. Wow. Okay. I was like, okay then. This fan is still good, I guess. Maybe maybe you should have a go at these pansy little ones, because they, they, they basically do nothing. Well, I'm not sure there's much to do about that were they ever the good no <laughs> well in that case there's not much you can do about <laughs> it i mean you could try oiling it and see if it helps at all but i mean they're basically like they're, they're like two pounds these <laughs> things and they're, they're basically made of like pc case speakers well yeah case fans not case speakers oh, yeah. that would be a very weird fan <laughs> if it just had to play loud beeps until it forced enough air out just a fat enough sub that it's just forcing the air at you but a low enough frequency that you can't hear <laughs> wub wub that'd be pretty great but I just really do need to clear clean my windows because I basically have my curtains closed for like well most of the time, but especially in the winter. <laughs> so it's a bit spidery and whatnot. Hmm. Although you know, I also kind of like to preserve some amount of spiders, the non-interfering spiders that stay up near the ceiling. Yeah. They can stay. They assist with the extra bugs. Yeah, get rid of the flies. <laughs> But at window level, I do need to interact with those windows at a certain point, so they need to be cleaned. I do find myself adjusting these blinds in here quite a lot. 
I mean, I guess that's what blinds are for on the convenience level. But it's like, because the, it's really bright in here in the mornings. And it's been especially bright in the mornings this week, like, since it got hot. Mm. So it's like, it's like, okay, close them as much as possible during the mornings. Well, on this side, and it shouldn't be too bad, right? Because this is the same side of the house as my room. And that, like, this isn't the side that gets the sun, really. Well, it sort of does. It goes... It, it, well, in the morning it does. In the evening, in the afternoon it's fine. And then the back of the house gets all the light. It sort of cut, sweeps around that way. Um, so yeah, mornings, keep them, keep them properly closed. Uh, and then you can eat them open over the course of the day. So every time you get up, it's like, oh, I can open it a little bit more now <laughs> without it like glaring my screens out. Yeah, and then once I've got the, I can actually fix my second monitor to the arm because that's another thing I haven't done because I can't. I thought, oh, this is going to be a pain in the ass to actually like when I need to move this monitor arm. <laughs> it's like I don't want both the monitors hanging off it. That's going to be a nightmare. Mm. Mm. So I haven't fixed my second monitor to it yeah. until I put the new desk up, which has been surprisingly all right working with just one screen. Yeah. Admittedly, it's my yeah, 1440p I mean, screen and not a 1080 screen, so it's been a little better than it could be. Like, I use giant screen, and I'm loath to go back to but some people manage to do everything just from a laptop screen. I'm like, you're pretty good with the old command tab or whatever, <laughs> yeah. alt tab. Yeah. In fairness, yeah, when I'm working, I suppose I've got two screens because my laptop screen still on. Mm. Um, but it's a bit far away. <laughs> I want to use a proper keyboard. I don't want to use my damn laptop keyboard. So. Yeah. Laptop keyboards. I've got the uh, Mac but with the shit keyboard, but doesn't matter because I never use it. <laughs> it don't matter. Yeah. So this is... This is the house. It's getting there. Yeah. I think I got carried away with the bass for a while. I've turned it down a little bit. <laughs> It's like even even for me, it got a bit much. Because you're detached. Oh yeah, you can you can base it up I can, now, I can, fully I can, base. I can, I can be debased Crank all I it. want. Yeah, <laughs> you could be a debaser. <coughs> you make me cough. Slice my Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> you got any? Uh, uh, well, there are, there are, you know, I've had been going through that plumbing disaster a little bit more. It's mostly working, but then we discovered a leak on our, our stop valve. So I, I, I wandered into the kitchen and was putting some pat. <coughs> I can't talk. <laughs> Rob's got a leak. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a leak in my throat. I can't talk about it. It's too emotional. It's, uh, yeah, I, I was putting some pads away and I put, I put a pad in this cupboard and I was like, no. It, how long has the pan cupboard had a puddle in it? <laughs> and she was like, oh no. Uh, but I think I fixed that. I, th I did it myself. I got a wrench out and everything. Did you get some pipe dope? <laughs> <laughs> I did not get any pipe dope. <laughs> I, did not I did not require the, uh, some pipe dope. <laughs> That's still hella fun to say. Pipe dope. Uh, yeah. We're going to get the loft boarded. There's bits of a summer house in the garden. In bits. They're not built. It's going to be fancy. Is it? No. <laughs> but it'll be there. 
need to get the barbecue back out and working. It's the important yeah. thing, surely. Mm. <laughs> yeah, to a point. Well, you've just... got to get that sorted so I can come come eat your barbecue food, not the not the barbecue <laughs> itself. Can't come eat my metal. Well, yeah, it should be. I haven't looked at that since we moved in. In theory, it should be easier to sort out and do the cleany thing I needed to do in its current form. Which is in bits. <laughs> I do wonder how easy it will be to put back together, though. We did kind of manhandle that thing. Just need to build some brickwork, I suppose, and just mount the barrel to it. And then <laughs> Permanent barbecue. Yeah. Get a pizza oven up in there. You definitely could. You could definitely build a pizza oven. I mean, that would make a lot more sense for you than <laughs> for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going to make good use of a pizza oven, unlike, I think, most people who have one. <laughs> Depends, really. Do you reckon you could... If I bought an Asda pizza and chucked it in there? Yeah. Which, I mean, which it has to be made in a certain way. Well, like, you know, stone-bake compatible. I mean, the real question is, like... Is a pizza oven in any way actually anything in, like? Does it have any influence on the actual you know thing you're cooking in it? Is it called a pizza oven because it's actually good for cooking pizza, or, or is it just like literally just an oven <laughs> that, that no, just I happens think, to be shaped yeah. in a way that you I, can fit pizzas? In I it? think there is a specific nature to it because it a, like a proper pizza oven heats the bottom of the pizza through the the metal plate that it's on. <laughs> Like it's not that much different from most, and, and they're generally ovens. a lot hotter, I think, than a conventional oven. Hence, why they're designed for like stone baked pizzas and things like that. So it's because so, they're thinner crust and they don't need so long. But surely, if it was hotter, it would need less long anyway. Yeah, but I wonder if, like, if you get like a thick crust, whether it would properly bake inside or at that heat. Because that's how baking works, right? If it's, if it's too hot, it burns on the outside and doesn't bake properly in the middle. Well, yeah, kind of. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's a timing thing. Maybe just make smaller, thick pizzas, and then the problem goes away. Put some cargo towns in there. <laughs> oh man! You know, just make some like proper Chicago pie pizzas or whatever, like the ridiculously thick ones. They will probably not work. Probably not. I suppose it would be like a bit of a nag factor, I guess. No one would be like, well, you built that pizza oven. That's an <laughs> Never do any DIY because then you're setting a precedent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, not just that, but then it would be like, well, you made that pizza oven. Now you can make the pizzas that go in it. And it's like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I could. My pizzas are pretty good, but they do take effort to make that dough proper. Pizza. Always a good topic. They're always talking about food on our podcast. Always talk, yeah. Always talk about food on our podcast. So two hours later, we could be really hungry. Well, I can at least. <laughs> so, how, what's going on with the quality of your local pizza? Oh, what's it called? Domino's. Domino's. Domino's is good. Stone Market Domino's is doing is, well. Is appropriate. Yep. They uh, strong. I think Domino's are like the most consistent takeaway. Right. If I, yeah. if I think about it, like the the you you always get. No matter where you are, no matter what Domino's, I don't think you can particularly go wrong. Like, hut is right. hugely variable. I don't know, maybe it's just something in their, their mix or how they make it up or whether it's, you know, the, the people. But, like, I think hut varies wildly 
Well, we may have ordered, we right. may have ordered Domino's less, but I would say that probably on average, Hut screws up our orders more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's always. I wouldn't say there's always something wrong. Occasionally, you get a blinder, yeah. and it's just like, oh, you guys went to town on this one. But uh, periodically, you get one that's just like, well, half the cheese is missing, or this crust has somehow bubbled up in a way that there is no pizza left. It's just all crust. Or <laughs> okay, that's an exaggeration, but you know what I mean. You end up with a ridiculously thick crust. Um, and not a lot of topping. That can happen. Uh, yeah, with Domino's is pretty much go-to. I had a Wong's. <laughs> or, oh, yeah? Or the Needham Chinese, as it's now known. What? No, last time I walked past it, it said Wong's. It probably, I think it still has Wong's. Not... I think it might have Wong's written on it, but like, okay. if you want the official name or you want to find them on a website, it's like I think it's now Needham Chinese. Okay. And it was delicious. <laughs> I can't wait for a Wong. It was particularly good. They're, they're, I mean, you can judge a good Chinese by their cut. chicken balls generally. Like, and like, you know, the least Chinese part, I suppose, of their menu, other than the chips <laughs> and the omelet. <laughs> but I can't wait. But it was pretty good. You just can't go Wong. Uh, but you should. <laughs> <laughs> but you should go Wong. <laughs> Yeah, it was particularly good. They do shredded chicken now, which is, you know, one of my all-time favourites. Oh. And, like, smoked shredded oh. chicken. But it's different. It's not It's not like the Mizu one or the Mr. Wings one we used to get in Ipswich, where it was more dry and, like, a crispy, salty batter, I suppose. It's, like, it's, it's a sticky. It's got a stickiness to it. And it's got some extra marinade, I guess, or sauce. It's got that sauce. <laughs> but it's But it's equally delicious in a different way. And it's still got the occasional surprise chili. Like, it, okay, the dish has chili in it, but every now and then there's just one bit of chili that every time you order the shredded chicken, it's like there is a, there's, there's one bit of the chili is just way hotter than everywhere else. It's like, it's like playing like that chocolate roulette game yeah. or whatever. There's just one bit yeah. of it that is just ridiculously hot. And, and yeah, if you catch it, it's great for everyone else. <laughs> it's just like, oh, there's the hot bit. I don't know how they do it. It's like, how do you magically only get one hot bit of chili in these things? Well, it's probably because it's just like they have technically haven't cut a chili well enough, right? <laughs> yeah. And they probably... haven't stripped out a certain piece. I don't know exactly what part of chili is meant to be the hottest. Presumably no. it's like the seed area, right? Well, I mean, the seeds are supposed to be bad, yeah, in yeah. general. <laughs> but yeah, maybe you get a bit that's just still covered in seed or has loads of seeds still in it. And you're just or like, like a chopped up seed and got in there at some point or something. Yeah. Great. Danger food. It just means they're using real chilies and not just buying them, presumably. Yeah. Except they are just buying them, obviously. Well, that's, how, <laughs> that's how civilization works. <laughs> yeah, we're just like we've got all these we've got all these ingredients we need for our Chinese food, but we must grow our own chilies. We must use the amount of space we have to just grow chilies. Very important. News! Yep, I guess News. so. Well, what little there is, again, on? as I've said, probably the last three or four podcasts at this know, point. It, it, does, it does feel like <laughs> news has been... Games. Yeah, it does I feel guess like news has E3 been rubbish. soon, so... Yes, yes. I mean, that it's, is it's the reason that there's no news this time, I suppose. Yeah. And maybe it's the last time. Up. We are on the cusp of news. Well, yeah, but for maybe. Now, <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe E3 sucks. I mean... Come on, Nintendo! You've got to say something about about. about. Metroid. 
<laughs> Switch Pro. Metroid, yeah. I mean, they're the only games that matter in the whole world. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, Switch Pro rumors are rife again, as you might expect. Yeah, but that doesn't matter without Zelda and Metroid. No. no. <laughs> well, it might mean Age of Calamity might be playable. Like, the, 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 Hyrule, right. the Hyrule Warriors. I one. mean, I guess. Right. But I'm definitely hoping that we don't run into a new 3DS situation. We don't want. We definitely don't want to split the hardware market over the hardware already. Yeah. I mean, I guess it has been f- like four years at this it's, point, it's, but it's still, been, it's been longer than you think, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, like the it's Switch, a long time. Yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. It doesn't. It really doesn't feel like it's been that long. But like, yeah, when you think back to when I first got my Switch, it's like, oh yeah, that was that was quite a while back now. And I'm sure, as we said on multiple occasions, it would be like really helpful if, for example, you could buy just the middle part and not the joy cons or something save a oh, bit of cost right. i see <laughs> assuming the connectors are the same yeah but they might not be yeah i don't know you'd think they'd What's... keep them the same because that would be really confusing <laughs> well yeah but it does seem definitely seem like a, a nintendo-esque move of being like we've totally redesigned the hardware so none of your <laughs> old shit will work with it mm. <laughs> that, that is true the switch you I mean, maybe you will at least be able to sync the old Joy-Cons. Well, no, I assume you will be able to. That would be well harsh if you couldn't even sync the old Joy-Cons to the new <laughs> Switch Pro. Oh, hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. I bet, I bet you'd be able to do that at the very least. Even if they don't directly attach the side. Yeah. But then how are you going to charge them? Yeah. You, you need to keep your old Switch around just as a charging station. <laughs> Or just put them next to it, like they can. If you put them close enough to the to whatever the induction panels on the sides are, they can still get close enough to charge. Or you buy an adapter. Oh man, that hooks onto the thing, and then you hook your old Joy-Con. Or to Nintendo that. makes an official charging station well, rather than the weird ones that you can buy. Yeah, they'll make an adapter. I don't think that. an adapter would work. How would you even fit? Like your like it'd be like a thin strip, sort of like where the wrist straps and the wrist strap version. Except it would be just like it would be a port on both sides. So yeah, could, that would be well unstable. I guess no way you, that would be like. I guess you per, if you permanently hooked it to. Well, yeah, actually, I hadn't thought of that part. The uh, the wobbliness factor. Yeah. I mean, the, the way the Joy Cons attached to the Switch normally is pretty good, but I you can't add like one more layer to that. I think that's probably too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might be right. Nah, they they wouldn't change it. I, I think it'd be I think it would be crazy for them to change it right now. I did see a, a some dumb mock up of like here's what a fancy new Switch Pro might look up based on you know nothing at all. But mm-hmm. it was it didn't have it was more like the Switch Lite, like the Joy Cons were not detachable. And I was like, that's not no. No, I don't <laughs> the Switch Pro has still got to at least have the detachable part. Yeah, it's not very pro if it's not got that. Or unless they're assuming it's like, well, nobody actually really detaches their Joy Cons. They'll buy a, they'll even, they'll well, even buy that. another set of Joy Cons, and, and then so Nintendo is just going thumbs up. Yeah, somewhere. money. Um, or but then they can't charge them. Or they was like, be like, but pro people will buy the pro controller. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was kind of the assumption of the Switch Lite, which like we got rid of the Joy Con, the whole concept, even though that was sort of part of the whole design of the Switch and why it makes that noise and everything. Does the Switch Lite even dock? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think it does. I think mm. it just has a charging no. cable. I think if you put it in a dock, it doesn't even like recognize it. Right. 
Yeah, no, I can't see them doing that either. It'll be it'll have to be compatible with the Joy-Cons. They might make a reshaped version of the Joy-Cons. That seems to be like Well yeah, I can imagine they're like pro Joy-Cons. Yeah. Like <laughs> handle grips or something. That seems to be going around quite a bit, the whole handle grip idea. For people that don't use their Joy-Cons sideways. But let's kind of hope that they don't do a new 3DS and also like improve the actual controls somehow. Like if they actually put oh, real yeah. triggers on it, but only on the pro version. <laughs> and then you'd have to have games that support it, which, you know, that was the whole problem with the new 3DS and its stupid extra not circle pad thing. Uh, that is a real shame that it's like, I, can, I can see why they did it, but I, that is a, I think that is one of the flaws in the Switch's design is that there's still no analog triggers. Because it just it basically just rules out driving games, like yeah, or or proper driving <laughs> games, I guess. You could probably make a, but then like the arcade racer is kind of a not really a particularly well fed genre right now, anyway. Or like good arcade racers, or maybe I should put it that way. No. So it's like, and you could get away with not having analog triggers in those. But who's making racing games anyway? <laughs> Codemasters. They're, well, making, yeah. they're making all the racing games. I mean, games. they put one out on the Switch. So apparently they didn't care about analog triggers that much. Oh, they put out Grid, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. I suppose Dirt 5 didn't come out on Switch. No. <laughs> Codemasters. <laughs> we have racing. Maybe we'll hear about that at E3 <laughs> from EA. <laughs> well, oh yeah, of course. EA Codemasters. Yep. I've forgotten about that. Prepare for disappointment. Uh, They'll probably make a Need for Speed game. Well, <laughs> oh God, I bet they would. I bet that's what the te- the Onrush team are going to do next. You know, the Dirt Five team, right? I bet they will be pulled onto doing Need for Speed. But wait, surely by now EA must realise no one cares about Need for Speed. <laughs> Sure, sure. But people really do. That's the problem. Yeah, but they don't like, care about it as much as, like, you know, burnout, which was the whole problem. <laughs> I think, well, in terms of the raw sales figures, that's not 100% true, right? Need- that's only because they put out way more Need for Speed yeah. games. And, that's, and, and again, <laughs> it's not actually a popularity. That's, that's, what a, that's what a suit is going to turn around and look at, and that's what they have repeatedly looked at. There was one, one of their Need for Speed games actually just outsold everything else that EA did one year. Was it like Carbon or something like that? Back, back in that sort of era. Hmm. Like, or was it Underground even? Something, something that age. Like, they actually managed to outsell FIFA one year. <laughs> Um, before Ultimate Team was a thing, and that destroyed all sense of money. I wonder if I should get Dirt Rally 2 for PS4. It was free for a while. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I think, I, think, quid here. I think Dirt Rally 2 was on PS Plus at one point. Right. So you, it will never be on PS Plus again. Is the problem with that? Mm. Yeah. I might have a. I don't know if I, I don't. But I don't go in for. Like, I don't do the thing now that like where it's just like I just add everything right. that comes about every now and then. I, I will occasionally be like, I'm never going to play that. In fairness, I'm never going yeah. to play half the things I get off those services. But it's just. But yeah, there are things where I definitely go nope. And there's a lot of things I look at and go, I should probably get around to playing that. <laughs> and then you end up just playing shit on Game Pass regardless. Yep, because Game Pass. 
in other news, I can confirm it's much harder to trick Game Pass into getting cheeky deals now. Okay. They've uh, they've changed. The, like the last cheeky deal was buy EA Play subscriptions, and then they will convert quite generously into Game Pass. Mm. And it's like they will still convert, but at a ratio of six to one. So it takes six months of EA Play to convert to one month. Jesus, of, of, quite severe of Game Pass Ultimate. Which, as it works out, is still a very minor saving on paying for Game Pass normal, just just as a normal subscription. You're like saving just over a pound a month doing it that way. That's ridiculous, though. It is quite like it's quite odd. Buy like twelve years of EA thing to get one year of Xbox. <laughs> yeah, or two years. It'll give you two years. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that's so that that cheeky method doesn't work anymore. Which means I might actually be paying full price for Game Pass very soon. I've got away with it for this long. And it's not that expensive. No. £11 a month is 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 still the best deal in gaming, as the media would like to say. <laughs> and you like to repeat. <laughs> yep, because they're not they're, they're probably not wrong. They're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Love it. I was pleased to see the uh, um, Halo, the original game updates. Oh, I don't know if you saw yeah, that. I saw that something happened again. Yeah, what? So what, yeah. what, what they changed? What they changed this time? Well, because... they're, they're finally fixing the original game, original graphics to be like oh, close wow. enough to the Xbox. Yeah, because that... after all, because everything's been based on that Gearbox port forever. Yeah. Uh, which was bad and screwed up quite a lot of cool-looking stuff from the original game. Um, pretty um, obvious stuff, like the Jackal Shields. Yeah. Um, but, like, a whole bunch of bump maps were totally crap. Like, because like, I played it, you know, I had the Xbox, and it looked good, you know, and some of those effects were really good, and they looked really flat on the PC version. Mm. It just looked a bit messed up, so they're actually fixing it. And it's kind of weird, because, of course, they have to fix it in the weird anniversary edition where you're in the original mode, right? Yeah. And you could still hit that button and go to the anniversary mode. Yeah. The anniversary graphics. <laughs> the the one you don't time. like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> no, a lot. I mean, like, what I don't get about that is why how they managed to do so much better job on Halo Two. It's like way better. Yeah. Completely, anyway. completely different team though, wasn't it? Um, oh, was it? I I don't think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think it was three four three that put together Halo One anniversary. Um. Right. Uh, no, but I thought Halo Two anniversary was also not three four three. I thought it was the same people. I'm I'm not uh, sure about that. I think they were. I think there might have been two different teams. But you're right. Yeah, there's something right. happened. Right, and the Halo Two whoever did Halo Two anniversary got a much closer. Yeah. Much closer to what, you, what I think of Halo in terms of look. Yeah, they did a great job. I mean, obviously, if you flick between them, then like, well, the music is like super ramped up. Yeah, all re-recorded with a big orchestra, and it's awesome. Yeah, but then yeah, they took out all the great. funky stuff where they went off piste and like, like had the rock bits and bit. stuff like that. Like a lot of that has been changed, uh, or yeah, it's not as changed as I don't think. It's not too bad. Uh, but anyway, Halo One, they're fixing it so it actually looks like Halo One, which would be nice, given mm. that there's no way to play that apart from on the original Xbox. No, that's that's really um, good news actually, because that's yeah. That's, that's that's an irritation that we shouldn't have to deal with, especially as it's the you know supposed to be the ultimate collection. It's kind of amazing they're doing it, really. 
Yeah. It's kind of amazing I mean, it's they're still it's having like, to fix it after this long. Well, I mean, the, the anniversary edition was 10 years, but this is 20 years, right? 21? It's 20 years. Oh, God. Since Halo came out. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So that's why. Um, Where's my Halo 3 anniversary like, edition? <laughs> but they're even fixing the classic... Um, uh, you know, the animation's running at 30 or whatever. Oh, um, good. Right, yeah. Yeah, so... so uh, I mean, truly that's just, like, turn-on interpolation. I don't know. I don't know why people, they seem to struggle to fix that quite a lot, but... Uh, it makes sense I think for, Digital like... Foundry found that, that the one thing that... Well, one of the things they found that was still at 30 was, like, the screen shake when you fire a rocket, but it's like, that's barely noticeable. Right, yeah. That's kind yeah. of fine. I mean, what was it? There's, um... There were. I, I remember when they when Reach came out, there were some weird quirks with the fact that the frame rate was up because not really in terms of. Well, there were some yeah. some very bad animationy things if you went above sixty, but um, mm. even at sixty, it's like there's that weird weird effect that I think you still you see in quite a lot of games that have been remastered where the keyframes or something to do with the way the camera is moving in thirty when you interpolate it up to sixty, it still creates a weirdly not that smooth looking motion there's a like it ends up being a little bit more jerky than you'd expect and it's like i wonder if that's just because yeah the keyframe data between frames just doesn't work as well or it's weird and and yeah you could de you can definitely see some of that in reach where especially on camera slow camera pans and you can see it mm. i don't know if they fixed reach actually in fairness they did fix the sound, didn't they, in Reach, where it was, like, pathetic on the guns? And... Oh, I hope so. Was it in Reach? I haven't been back yeah. to it since I first played it and thought, this is poop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it was, it was awful. The sound, the sound balance was so bad. And those guns sound cool. Yeah. They should sound cool. Anyway, that's, that's decent. I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased about that. So speaking of cross gen, which we were talking about with 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 the Switch, I guess God of War is going to be cross gen, and it's delayed till next year, which is fine. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Well, it's kind of weird if it's not PS Five exclusive. I mean, this is old old news now, but going back like March or February ish, but there was that whole uh, was it Jim Ryan from PlayStation gave a very pointed interview at one point saying, "Yeah, we don't mind delaying games as long because." as long as they come out right um especially yeah. in the wake of the whole cyberpunk thing he's like he he pointedly went was all like uh i forget yeah. the exact wording but it was something like other publishers choose to take the other route <laughs> and put games out right, when they're right, not right, ready right, right. um yeah and it was like we don't do I mean, that with those stupidly ambitious projects you do have to draw a line it's like with sure the, yeah but you're supposed uh, to do that earlier rather than later yeah right that's, yeah, yeah. You cut, you you scope big and then cut back early and then build what you have to. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, that's what I was reading. I was looking at the Wikipedia article for Freelancer, and of course, the original ambition of Chris Roberts was to make Star Citizen, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Microsoft bought the studio and was like, "No, make an actual game," and so they did. <laughs> it wasn't quite a Duke Nukem Forever situation. Wait, was Freelancer Chris Roberts? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my word. Okay. Yeah. 
I know, but probably he didn't have that much input after that point. I wouldn't be surprised if they sidelined him and mm. was like, just make a game. Yeah, don't let, don't let this go off the rails. Because like he wanted it, like, um, uh, well, he basically wanted Star Citizen, but for, he definitely wanted the economy to be dynamic and like we were saying how it's all fixed, right, the prices, yeah. but the intention was that it would be a full, fully autonomous universe, right? Huh. With a dynamic economy and stuff, and that never happened. I suppose you can see the. Uh, I mean, two thousand three. I mean, what were you going to achieve then? Yeah, to, exactly. To, to, to some degree, but also, like, you can see some elements of it still there. Like the whole multiplayer thing was there, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Microsoft shut down the servers. Boo. Like five years later. Well, five years. Is that? Not long enough. There's always going to be community servers. Yeah. Well, if you can That's mod the think. game to make it work with that one, right? And those didn't well, have I, a server browser. I, I think in Freelancer it at least had like it wasn't you know tied to some service like fucking GameSpy or anything, <laughs> or, or games for Windows Live. Right. I think it was just MSN gaming servers. <laughs> so I think there was a way around that because hmm. it uses a like a sort of login ID system that's tied to the copy of the game. Like, there's a specific EXE you can run in the folder that shows you, like, your unique, like, login number. Huh. So it has it has that level of, like, this is a unique account, but it's sort of built into the actual game, tied, but not really. Tied to the install or yeah, tied registration to the, or, or like, something? somehow it creates that using some... It's your CD key. Yeah, it's, it? it's, a, it's basically a CD key, but it's not, like on a piece of paper it's an actual program that you run and it generates it like does it use some kind of information from your computer or something to just mm. generate a key well as i've discovered firsthand that's all usually a terrible approach well yeah because those ids aren't reliable but i'm not sure it matters too much in freelancer <laughs> it was probably unique enough <laughs> yeah unless you changed a bit of hardware and then couldn't get access to all your stuff oh, sure, it's like my game is gone That'd be bad. Huh. I know. I never made the connection. I never realized it was a Chris Roberts joint. Like, so he went from Wing Commander to Star Lancer to that, I guess. Was he? Yeah, because it was technically a sequel like to Star Lancer, I think, Freelance. Bet me's always kind of wanted to go back to Wing Commander. Because <laughs> I used to. I used to. I, play, I, I played a lot of the first one on Amiga where it ran like crap. But the story was kind of cool. Um, and I played through Wing Commander Prophecy. The weird one that had Mark Hamill in it. Oh, yeah. FMV, yo. That game was alright. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, Delane God of War, probably good. But everyone's a bit annoyed about the whole cross-gen thing because it's like, oh, you should, yeah. make the, you should make the game the best it can be, right? Well, presumably they've yeah, but... already made the game the, the best it can be and now they're delaying it to make this other version that they didn't think they'd have to make because no PS5s are available. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that because surely that's really difficult. If it's like the if they made the PS5 version and then we're all like, oh, crap, we've got to downgrade this. Well, yeah, but at least it's not like it's a PS3. You'd have to make a completely different engine, almost. <laughs> well, sure, yeah, to work with the architecture. 
I mean, it's easier. I mean, like in terms of and like the graphical side, sure, but it means they're not necessarily relying on the super fast hard drive to do stuff, or they're not relying on the extra computational power to do much in the way of the actual gameplay. I guess is well, what I this mean, means. Like, how much of it would have been anyway in a God of War? I don't know. Like, it's not like it didn't have separate areas that it could load no i guess not i mean and you don't exactly move very quickly in that game no um and it wasn't super long time to load because like they masked the whole um realm travel part of god of war really nicely with the 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 very pretty sequence that you didn't really mind sitting through because it was really pretty not really it was really pretty (laughs) with the tree that's so cool yeah and the color the fact that that is all actually rooted in in the mythology as well, mm. nice. Yeah, it was decent. But imagine they on PS5 they could just make that shorter. That sequence could be a lot shorter, but maybe they won't because it's yeah. like because it looks cool. I imagine they'll have the whole sequence, and then later on there'll just be an instant transfer for no reason between the realms, like as part of the, you know, for some other reason. They'll cut away at a. In a cutscene or something, just to somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, or that, something. That perhaps they'll mask with just using video well, on yeah, the PS4 we, version yeah. rather than having it real time. Maybe, yeah. I mean, that's a common trick in these games as well. Just, just cut to video while we load the next area. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much a guarantee that game's going to be amazing. Pretty much. I mean, they nailed the gameplay pretty in the existing one, so and the story was good. So, how they can go wrong, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, they, put that. they could write an absolutely appalling story. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, it is possible. Uh, on on the same note, I guess. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 will not make its proposed <laughs> release date to absolutely nobody's surprise. Yeah, they're going to spend more time working on the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might play it if it had a story. Because I haven't liked the GT game really since since Forza came about, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I've just always preferred how Forza handles, how it drives, how it feels. It's like I've got a, I've got a respect for GT. Don't get me wrong, but there's, uh, it's not the driving game for me. Yeah, I could definitely have fun with it. I mean, but basically in um, time trial mode. <laughs> yeah, much. You know, I, I think GT Sport almost was the perfect direction for that series. It's like I don't think you need to go yeah. with their crazy model. The, the big city, whatever. I just, I just, I've never liked its collision model. I know it's like because it's very bumper carsy. It's not really physics driven when you hit exactly. stuff, and like, it's there's there's never been any car honest, damage. I don't think in GT because they've never got the licenses for it. Because I guess it would be hella expensive to do car damage on top of having however many cars they've had. Um, but what is a game that really nails the the actual? racing against other cars in a realistic fashion. I mean Forza is pretty Ray. close. Yeah. They have but to you still they get all, Frenching. <laughs> you can still French it, yeah, but that's that unfortunately that's the realism of the physics. It's I like suppose, it's yeah. it's the, it would happen like that. It would happen like that if there weren't rules yeah. in real racing. <laughs> well yeah, that's what I mean. It's like you could if you 
that's why I think GT Sport was actually going in the right direction for online races. It's like the fact that it dishonored you <laughs> when when the game thought you'd done something like that. Yes, but that is always the problem. Like it's always the game thinking. Which yeah. is like it's never going to function well enough for most people. Yeah, you can never have a human review. <laughs> And even in F1, where it's like it still takes like twenty minutes before they actually decide anything when it's real people looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, in some incidents, that sort of makes sense because they're looking at every angle, every possible thing. Da, 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 da. Yeah, but you'd expect like there are some cases where they should really should be like, yeah, screw you. Here's your five second penalty. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess then you're getting into like theoretical, like behind the scene politics. It's like how long, how much percentage of the time they took to make this decision was actually like deciding how harsh they re- wanted to be based on who it was. Or yeah, <laughs> like, so, that sometimes happens. There's sometimes some confusion over that, but they should have a very set policy in F1 now. Should. I mean, clearly we just need to wait like. I don't know, ten more years for for the for AIs to become smarter to yeah. be able to just because then that will solve like all the problems that they're having in football at the moment with like video replays where it's just, like we have to keep stopping the game and looking at a video replay. It's just like if an AI could do it in an instant, that'd be much better, kind mm. of. Except no one will trust it, <laughs> which is the actual problem. That's why they have fucking video reviews in the first place is because like, no one trusts like goal line technology. You have to have a human look at it. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, I do wonder what the real what the stats are for that. Like, what's the success rate? Well, I think the goal line technology is different. I mean, that one is pretty well proven and accepted. Mm. It's just like you can't have a. There's no way for a computer to analyze like offside or whatever as efficiently enough for like all the little niggly parts of that rule. Yeah. It's not just like whether this person is further up the field than this person. There's all like intent and stuff to yeah. do with that kind of rule. I mean, the AI an AI routine could probably give you a starting point, right? Yeah, because that's what a mate of mine who is talking about like for legal like business like you throw an ai at uh, some some legal documents and it will give you a starting point for what it thinks that case is about and what in which way it sways that sounds like that would be a problem yeah real problem. yeah but that's what they're yeah that's 100 percent being researched right now to try and speed up legal processes <laughs> yeah but that's just isn't that just going to lead to a ridiculous arms race of like and basically making your legal documents as obtuse and long as possible to probably. slow down the ai probably yeah <laughs> A filibuster for AI. Yeah, basically. <laughs> or just like, it, like write code into your text document to fuck up the AI. <laughs> so they try and read it, but it like fucks up with their programming. You somehow get an injection attack yeah. in your in your in your sue, your court summons or whatever. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. I mean, that already kind of happens with like websites and stuff, right? To- kill trawlers where they basically already have like anti-AI stuff written in the back of web pages sometimes legitimately Mm. where it's just like this is just a thing that you can put to tell bots not to do it (laughs) would this be finally the promise of Xbox's the power of the cloud if they could properly uh, discourage bad driving in Forza (laughs) I think it's one of the well, least I mean, important uses of the cloud. The power of the cloud! I mean, they're already using it to do drivatars. Yeah, <laughs> the drivatar, even... that was the guy that I work with. I know, I, I know. That startup in Cambridge. What's his name? Tipping. <laughs> Mike Tipping. From Microsoft Research. Who did drivatars. 
But the but that's not really cloud. That's just like a download from the cloud. <laughs> oh sure, but the cloud does all the processing by watching your yeah, watching your races, and yeah, yeah, and then builds models based on it. And that's that. I think since Forza Five, they've been offloading that to cloud processors. So it's quite old at this point. But yeah, if they could offload that same data to be like you're a bastard. Or you were a bastard in that specific race and do it quickly enough whilst you're actually driving, then that would be pretty great, right? So at the end of the race, it goes, okay, we're penalizing you for what you did here. <laughs> yeah, even if it was at the end of the race, right? That would kind of be fine. Well, like, I don't know. That would probably piss people off much more. <laughs> maybe, but that's kind of how it works now, right? <laughs> like sometimes you don't get that until the end. Yeah, I guess. I just want that. It makes more sense for Forza Motorsport. Than it does Horizon, say. Well, yeah, or, obviously, <laughs> or pretty much any other of any other driving game, apart from like hardcore Sims. Maybe Project Cars, you know, Project Cars. That might that might be a good one for that, or e racing, whatever it is. <laughs> the modern versions of it. I, yeah. No, i racer. Sorry, that's what it is, isn't it? That's the main yeah super sim. Yeah. yeah. yeah I I think it'd be great. I'd love to see a game where that's all in, actually a thing. But keep the physics real. I want it. I've always wanted it, and it's never quite been there. Because Frenching is such a little pit turns, basically, for anyone who doesn't understand our, our, our terminology. Our, our terminology. Um, it's, it's far too effective. Frenching. Well, I hope we see more of that, because Forza is supposed to be coming out this year. Forza Motorsport. So what car are they Nine. going to put on stage at E3 yeah. except not actually a stage? <laughs> yeah, fake stage. Well, they might have a video <laughs> of a well, car. In engine, probably. <laughs> well, no, I mean, a real car as well. No, oh, I know. I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> Unless it's just in Phil Spencer's house. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, he normally puts something in the background that's a tease. Like, it'll just be the car in his living room. <laughs> it's been here the whole time. <laughs> I was living in the car. <laughs> it's just a very big car. We've got buses in Forza now. <laughs> Holiday home racing. Well, they already had vans. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> truck racing? Has that been in Forza? I don't know if it's been in Forza. It was in something quite recently, wasn't it? Well, there was a truck racing game. No, that I, came there was recently. also a game that had it in that wasn't specifically truck racing. <laughs> I think I got that off Games of Gold a couple months ago. Like a, like a brand new truck racing game. <laughs> bikes? Is that the secret announcement for Forza? We've got bikes now. Yeah, but then you're getting into all weird problems with that. With the classic, like, when they had bikes in Burnout or Need for Speed or whichever one it was, where it's like, we have to have these crash, but we can't have, you know, people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, because they, they can't crash that easily. I mean, it was in Horizon, but you couldn't ride them. You rode, drove against some bikes at one point mm. that were doing tricks around you. Right, yeah. Yeah, oh, what was it? I mean, they're in Onrush as well, and they kind of have that problem. But they are easier to take out because they're the smallest vehicle, so right. it's like... Yeah. It's just how, how, you know, how unrealistic do you have to make comedy ragdolls to make it not brutal? <laughs> <laughs> nah, go all the way. 
If it discourages people from riding real bikes, you've probably done them a service. Yeah, I guess. Grand Turismo 7 has been delayed. Uh, what else we got? It has been delayed. Uh, uh, things that haven't been well, delayed. Like yet. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West is still due yeah, to come out this year. And we yeah. got a 14-minute gameplay reveal. We did. And it looked pretty good. I wouldn't say it's... Like, yeah. I mean, it looked pretty good. Like, I don't feel like, again, like as with everything we've seen this generation, I'm not 100% sure I've got that whole... Ooh, next gen um, feeling know. of it. I think it. Because the last Horizon looked great as well, so it's... Well, that's the thing, it's diminishing returns, isn't it? I yeah. don't know, I think... I could see... I don't know. I think graphically it looked, it looked really good, and I could see something... I mean, it certainly was an improvement over the, mm. over the last one. I noticed uh, um, Digital Foundry pointed out the whole thing about um, fake hero lighting, which... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're right. There is always like an extra white light being shone on the on Aloy at all times from somewhere. I imagine like, they'll probably turn that down uh, after after the feedback, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's like, still be there. It depends what look they're going for. If like if they're going for that yeah. cinematic look, then yeah, that's what they do when they're filming filming yeah, these sorts of films. Seems, so it it yeah. looks it looks natural. Um, well, I mean, it doesn't look natural, but that's it looks weirdly tv natural i guess is what i mean right um, cinematic i guess yeah it doesn't it doesn't look out of place but it does and it also solves the problem of like i don't know when the playstation 4 first came out and we thought everything looked a bit like clay right because material-based rendering had started becoming a thing but as a result of that everything looked duller for a while hmm. um and i guess like by having this fake hero light on on Aloy, at least, it pops her out of the environment a little bit, and they've definitely got over that clay effect. Like the, I remember like what was it the first footage for Uncharted Four? I remember thinking that everything looked very mushy. <laughs> yeah, but that I mean that ended up being a great looking game. Like, yeah, sure, like, everything got there eventually, yeah. but like the early days of this this modern rendering, I guess. Everything's clay. Yeah. They've really nailed some of this material-based rendering stuff these days. Like, mm. Stuff looks really good. Like, like you know, small items and clothing and things. Sure. Really good. Yeah. It just doesn't quite, because they, you know, the, the hair thing is still such a massive challenge. That oh, sure. It doesn't yeah, quite it, go together. It clipped all over the yeah. place, right, in that video. It's like it was still passing through yeah. things and... Um, and it's still like doing that kind of weird bounce, like when the physics activates sometimes, isn't it? Or oh, like, it wasn't doing uh, it. I, I, I mean, again, Foundry picked up on that a little bit, but like, I didn't think it was that was nearly as pronounced as it is in some games I've played recently, where it literally was oh, no, like no, doing no. a wild bounce every time the camera I know. moved. It's so annoying. It's weird, um, isn't it? Why would that even be a thing? Is like, I guess it's not simulating stuff that's not on screen, but then the stuff that was on screen when the camera changes, it's like, shouldn't that just remain where it was? It's like, it's, it's weird. Like, what is what is going maybe on? Maybe it's with that too effect? expensive to to simulate the hair. Yeah, with full on like physics, hair, all the hair in the scene, or yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, maybe they're spending half their budget on hair, and then they're like, "Well, turn it off for the people we're not that's not in frame." Yeah, I mean, I can sort of understand it. that, but it's like, yeah, like I said, it's when it's the same character you were just looking at, and it cuts it. I think Outriders yeah. does it actually. Like, uh, you know, I played that a while back, and it's like, yeah, Outriders. Every time the camera switched, I think you got a little 
fluff of someone's jacket going <laughs> like the camera changes now i guess the way to think of it is when the camera moves in like one frame it's actually just this large object that's moved very quickly <laughs> It's in, wafted a big in, load in, of wind into your hair. Yeah, in like 10 milliseconds. And therefore it's created this gust. <laughs> <coughs> Woof. Uh, yeah, I think it looked good. I mean, the gameplay looked pretty much yeah. the same. I mean, they borrowed some elements from Breath of the Wild <laughs> by the looks of it. I mean, my problem um, with that game and the original game, and the reason I didn't play it was just that, I don't know, I couldn't. There wasn't enough enticing about that world that made me interested enough in it. I know what you mean. I don't know. It's like even though everything's like machine animals, it's like that's kind of its only thing. Yeah, and I don't really, and I don't see how that could come about. So not that I don't mind suspending my disbelief, but like, I don't know, something about that world just didn't like appeal to me. Uh, in the way that I don't know, Mass Effect or something does. I mean, apparently there's some story elements at the end. I, I don't know what they are, but some story elements towards the end of the first game that starts touching on all of that. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but I, it is left very much like this is just how the world is. Yeah, I think that was the problem. Was just like it might have been a cool idea, but because they didn't go into it at all, it just didn't feel like it. Yeah. It just didn't feel like it was necessary if yeah. they weren't going to go into like the whole story of the world, <laughs> and then they didn't. Right. I mean, the machine—it's like the opposite of like um, uh, near automata, right? Which makes kinda, yeah, which makes loads it... of hay with it. Yeah. Well, it goes goes to great lengths to you can find out pretty much anything about anything if you want. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's, exactly. That's how yeah. that's how near's world and works. And it's actually got something to say about. about oh yeah, things, right. I don't know. Everything um, in near kind yeah, of has so that... a purpose. It sort of felt like Horizon was like, look at all this cool concept art, let's turn it into a game, but then I, doesn't, I yeah. didn't get the world. Yeah, anyway, so that's why, even if the game... Because for me, like the graphics look good in the new one, but they look good in the old one. The gameplay looked slick, but also kind of like everything else I've ever played. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, one, the one thing um, I would say that it's got going for it on that front is the they, they're still fairly unique in the way that their machine combat or when you're fighting the machine bad guys, is that they have those destructible areas on them, right? Because oh, cool. like every, pretty much every body part or every bit of armor, I, I don't know if you noticed from the gameplay, but the, the first game did this as well. When you hit it, it sort of flashes with a color of how strong that part is. So if you want to focus mm. on getting rid of that part of a bad guy, you can. That's kind of their thing. It's like everything's... Like the machines are modular, and you can destroy them modularly. Mm. Um... And I don't think anyone else is really doing that. That's at least not to that extent. Yeah, that, that's something unique and and cool. I mean, it definitely has cool elements to it. I just uh, I don't know. And also the, the 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 original one, it was around the same time as like Breath of the Wild, and sure. it doesn't you know obviously it's a different game, but like it has some. Yeah, you know parallels. And I it's mean, like, mm, <laughs> I guess I'm yeah. I'm mildly disappointed in the fact that it had man on man combat. You know, that's, mm. that's kind of the thing. It's like I, I like but I played just so there's so many games that just end up devolving into that, and it's like, well, it's you, like, you can do that well. Don't get me wrong, and that can be fantastic, God of War, but like 
your uniqueness is fighting the machines. Yeah. Your, your uniqueness is being this weird open world monster hunter almost blend. Yeah. And it's like, and then they go to, you're just fighting some dudes. It's and it's like, and this trailer has a lot of fighting dudes in it. Well, it has, doesn't have a lot of it. It has a few dudes you fight. And it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care in that. Just like what happened with Dead Space. <laughs> right. Dead Space 3. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly you're fighting just fighting dudes. <laughs> we need to make an action game out of this. Suspense horror. Well, that was a sort of yeah. different problem, but E A B E A, yeah. We accidentally made Anthem before Anthem. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it looks cool, but uh I will get around to playing the first game sometime soon. Cause yeah, for starters, then, it was on PS Plus recently. <laughs> so I have a copy. Classic. Um so, you know, I've got no excuse now. I should see what this is. I hooked my PS4 up to download it and everything. <laughs> Came out of a box. Deboxing. Debox all the things. Debox all the things. But then I also noticed I also have Burly Men at Sea on my PS4 list, and I kind of want to play that. Because <laughs> it's just, it's such a cool game name. <laughs> Early thing, let's see. And as an as an amazing looking art style, so yeah, that, uh, very graphic, all shapes. Don't know anything about that game other than that. It looks cool. Uh, what else we got? It's the year of Sonic. Uh, <laughs> Finally, like I was very. I'm, I was very of Sonic is like fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not doing this anymore. I was very disappointed initially when they like they announced that they were going to do a dramatic thing in the next couple of days, and then a video came out which was just like nothing. And I was mm. like, "Was that it?" But then there was just the actual the live stream as well. Yeah, <laughs> it was like I was quite worried when just that video came out. It's pretty weak. I mean, but even the live stream wasn't great. I mean, this is t- classic Sega and Sonic style, though, right? Yeah. At least, at least the audio quality yeah. is At least the, the technical side of it worked this time. <laughs> we don't get any more dramatic buzz memes in the next Sonic game. <laughs> when was that? Was that like five years ago? That Was it 30th? They did all that ridiculous yeah, bad event. So we didn't get... Well, let's be honest. We didn't get the announcement I kind of wanted. No, which is it was like, just a teaser. Wasn't it? Well... Not even if you that. call that the teaser, I what, suppose. Well, what I was after was obviously Sonic Mania 2. That was some, sure, but... Or some obvious follow-up to right. the best Sonic game in recent memory. I can't even say it. Memory. 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 Yeah. Like, that's that's obviously what what, what we, every, well, I hope all, most Sonic fans are actually after. Um, uh, but what we got was... A was Sonic Origins collection? Is that what it was called? The Origins collection, something like that. Some old, like it's basically the first four or five Sonic it's games. Basically, them releasing those games yet again on again. another new generation of consoles. Yeah, in a bundle package of some description. I mean, the extras are going to be the interesting part of a package like that, right? What are they throwing in alongside it? Because like, they have a relatively decent history of when they do these bundle collections of there being other stuff in there. But surely they must run out of other stuff. <laughs> they will just be the same other stuff. It'll be the same other stuff, yeah. Absolutely. You can't keep finding new concept art <laughs> No. I wonder if they'll do like the um, what Nintendo sort of did with like NES Replay or... Some of what they do with um, 
the virtual console stuff, not virtual console, whatever it is, the Switch Online NES library or SNES library where there's the odd extra they throw in to be like, hey, we can we'll change the game slightly or do some weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Something like that could be cool. Uh, but anyway, we're getting one of those. Uh, we're getting a remake of Sonic Colors. Well, not a remake, a remaster. Yeah. Um, oh, well, that's good. That's that is decent. Yeah, because it was basically stuck on the Wii. Yeah. Um, and it's also one of the good ones, right? Which at least it wasn't. At least it wasn't stuck on the Wii U. But <laughs> True. It did have that. Yeah. But it's one of the good ones. Um, so it, it, yeah, it, it deserves it. The, the 60 FPS update will be good. Um, I forget when we played it on the, uh, the on Dolphin. Did we have the 60 Dolphin. FPS update running, or did we have to? T- oh, there were some problems with that. I yeah. think I think we had to turn it off. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, 60 FPS would be great, and a slight, you know, face facelift. Maybe. Um, yeah. But most of the art style will cover that I guess yeah doesn't need too much work doing to it but yeah decent that, that needed to be that needed to come out on PC at the very least it needed to come out on PC right so it could live forever <laughs> I guess. Um, um, so that's good news but I guess the newsiest bit of news is that there's there is another Sonic game in the works Potentially. I mean, there's no way to tell for sure because they just showed so nothing. Yeah. It's just impossible. Sort of, there's also all these other spoilers for later. Uh, I mean, we can talk about those here. That's fine. Well, no, I wanted to, but I'm just saying, there's, it, with, from what they showed in this live stream, it could be anything or oh, yeah. nothing. So but, like, but we do have some other information. It's like Sonic running in a jungle. There's some sort of glitchy effects. He runs in the shape of some runes, maybe, or around a circle, and then it turned into a a bit of text that people are theorizing. Possibly text. Possibly text, yeah, that look like, maybe look like the word zap if you really squint at it. Yes, we've got the three different options for what this game could theoretically be, which is zap, which is what the, the weird, rudy-looking text kind of looks like in that trailer. Then you've got the the people who are still obsessed with MGS5 making it where you like if you draw lines at the right angles and extrapolate oh, in the it, holes yeah it's like if you draw lines that follow the angle of the runes and extrapolate it you can make it say chaos <laughs> it's just like okay <laughs> what the fuck except it wouldn't be that because Sonic Chaos exists well yeah but that's real old at this point yeah. that wouldn't stop them making a new game called Chaos <clears throat> and then there's the what is probably the project name which is Rangers mm as was discovered in the name of the video file of this trailer and a, and a bunch of leaked information that came out in January. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I'm 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 I think Sonic Rangers is too bad a name. But maybe it's a direct sequel to Forces? Well I feel like they Well hello outside tool use. I think they already made a game called Rangers as well, right? Oh, no, wait, that was Did Burning they? Rangers. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, not yeah. a Sonic game, that was just a Sega game. That's, that's the firefighting game. <laughs> yep. Burning Rangers. So yeah, I mean, the the leaked information has some more information, assuming that this leak is true. But the fact that it, you know the Rangers name lines up between this leak that came out in January and now does kind of yeah. suggest that this probably is real information. It's real information, but I I I would. I would still believe that as being a project name, they just stuck to it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure yeah. it could still just be the project name, for, even at this point. Yeah. Because you definitely can't make Rangers out of Zap. No. <laughs> and when did they... 
Was there any sort of indication on when this was coming out? I can't remember. Later 22. 22. Okay, so still a ways off. Yeah, not this year for sure. Ugh. So there's not going to be a Sonic game out in on the, the anniversary yeah, the, year. the year of anniversary. Well, I guess the, unless you've got the remaster and well, the yeah, well, these other and, and the Origins collection. Yes. Doesn't really count. No. That's my Mania 2 surprise drop, yo. Well, I mean, that could still happen. Yeah. But Sega don't really get too involved with E3, generally, I guess. Well, sure, but I mean, that could still happen at any other random time in the rest of the oh, year. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Mania 2. <laughs> Ha-ha! <laughs> but according to the leaked information about this new Sonic game, they're going to attempt to make a Breath of the Wild-esque open world situation, because of course they are. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it could work. Sonic's never gone open world. Yeah, but for a reason, though, right? Because even in the whole problem with the 3D Sonic games is like his movement thing doesn't work in 3D unless it's been very specifically designed and constrained levels. Well, it'd be, yeah, I guess it would be like just a sequence of corridors, right? Even yeah, though that's not open world, that's like the exact opposite of open world. A, I mean, it's kind of open world. Like most, a lot of open worlds are just sequences of corridors with a bit of a field. <laughs> Don't think that's what that means in this, <laughs> at this point. An interconnected world of. Although it did all the leaked information did also suggest that like you you do at some point transition from the open world into, into like levels. regular Sonic Generation styles levels. So yeah. you know maybe the open world isn't that important. Maybe it's just more like a giant map screen essentially. And the theory it was something to do with whatever that glitch was. Yeah, you glitch face. into the levels. Some kind of cyberspace. Yeah, the word cyberspace related to the levels did get mentioned as well. Whatever that means. Whether whether it will be like all like those levels are cyberspace themed, or is it going to be like more literally like generations where you just go into like old Sonic worlds or something? Oh man, is this? I mean, is it generations too? I mean, that would be great. <laughs> we did say at the time of generations, which like they should just keep making this. Yeah, but they didn't. <laughs> There's plenty of levels they could go back to and do it again. So yeah, that would mean. That would make some amount of sense, but it's like this leaked information is like talking about making an open world is like kind of worrying, but it all it's all like you we know all, we all went to Soliana, <laughs> I guess it's all like so generic where it's just like of course they would be doing that, but it it doesn't necessarily impact the actual like Sonic game part of it. Hmm. But then, of course, you just run into the same problem with Sonic games as always, where it's just like, but then what about, you know, making a functional Sonic game? Making a good Sonic game? Mm. Making a Sonic game that's long enough and has enough variety of the levels? <laughs> it doesn't matter about how much overworld you're going to play in. <laughs> you need the animation team from Sonic Boom, the uh, level designers from Sonic Mania. Well, in 3D though, that's yeah. a problem. Maybe, yeah. So who knows what will actually happen with that? But we won't find out until next year. Or, well, I mean, we might find out some more information before next year, but mm. we won't see a game until next year. Sonic. Uh, yeah. And as Dan sort of mentioned, Yuji Naka is leaving Square and may retire from video games altogether after. <laughs> whatever the hell Balan Wonderworld was. Well, I mean, that must just be, like, 
he he made his his masterpiece game and no one liked it, so he was, now he's out. <laughs> like that seems to be how that would go. I mean, it's not his masterpiece game. His masterpiece game is still Sonic One. Well, I guess honestly, but like it's the same situation as like Shenmue, where it's like he made he made part of a game that he he wanted to make, but then he didn't ever get with Knights, mm. <laughs> and then he didn't get to real make the real game he wanted to, and now he has, and it's just like no one likes it, so he's but, done. But that, yeah, I mean, I <laughs> yeah. mean Knights and this aren't really I mean they have similarities but they're not the same game well no sort of similar conceptually at least well the same looking dude well in the like whole dreams world thing sure yeah (laughs) he does love his weird dream world yeah I don't know he's either it's him or his teams but he's just not he's just not able to realise what he wants Um, I wonder was he I wonder if he was involved in Billy Hatcher Hmm. Yeah, whether does. that was one of his creations has some least, similarities yeah I mean the you know graphic art style is definitely well, sure. Sonic-y I mean it was Sonic Team right Sonic Team made Billy yeah. Hatcher but I don't know if that was a knacker joint anyway I mean I'd, I'd like to say better things about the dude because you know he's a legend he made he helped make Sonic that's kind of a big deal, but you know, his 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 output since the originals hasn't exactly yeah. been uh, stellar. Samba de Amigo, I guess. <laughs> I think that was a knacker joint. Was that great? No, really. <laughs> it's well liked, <laughs> sure. But it was a weird classic instrument game that was maybe too soon for the second plastic instrument craze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was kind of between the two phases of plastic instruments. I mean I suppose yeah, I guess it well it came out before Guitar Hero. Yeah, that's the problem. It's yeah. like it was slightly too early for the like mainstreaming of plastic instruments, but slightly too late to be like one that people cared about in the first wave. And and when in fairness, Dreamcast. No and well, also, obviously. And also those controllers were incredibly rare. Yes, like that find, is the plastic instrument problem. Like, yeah, find, finding finding a set of Dreamcast maracas, even at the time. I mean, it's impossible now, but at the time mm. was just a uh, yeah. Even then, it was difficult. I wonder how hard it is to come across DK bongos now. Probably not that hard. Mm. I feel like those were relatively more common. Donkey Konga. <laughs> uh, that's the Sonic news. <laughs> An E3 be upon us from the 12th, apparently. So get ready for news. Well, yes. And from what we've already been seeing, like the, I guess, preview images that the companies have started putting out already. I mean, Microsoft's one has like, oh, there's Master Chief. And it, I mean, of course. Well, yes, obviously. Because everyone's waiting for Infinite. But it's it's ba, 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 ba. it's specifically labelled as the Microsoft and Bethesda. like. Oh, so they've thing. merged them. Yeah. And it's I mean, still only 90 minutes, though. So... You're not going to have much Bethesda, presumably. <laughs> no, probably not. But, I mean, but everyone's assuming the, with the way this image is laid out with like Master Chief and like nothing except it's like space. So everyone's like, "Oh, it's Starfield, right?" They're going to talk about Bethesda's going to talk about their space game. I mean, it would just be the year for it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I better not see that fucking engine again. <laughs> oh God! I better see a new goddamn engine. You won't. I mean, this is built on. 
I think I already said this is sort of built on Fallout 4 tech. <laughs> with some improvements. Yeah, but that's what they said about Fallout 4, and it was built on the Fallout 3 tech with some improvements. Yeah. And there really weren't enough improvements. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's that. And then apparently this year EA are going last instead of first. EA have decided not to do like a Friday show to get ahead of the curve like they did the last few times. But the shows always suck well, yep. anyway. They are the worst thing of E3. And there's... I mean, there were some, some questionable shows last year. But <laughs> well, if you call them shows. I yeah, because yeah, it was a weird year, I guess. Yeah. But... Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's normally the worst. I mean, it's like, okay, the good news about Bethesda and Microsoft being blended is I guess that means they're going to have, they're going to have to spend less time with the talky segments. Yeah. Right? Which means, great, you're probably learning the right lessons here. Well, yeah, but, but um, I mean, presumably coming under the influence of Microsoft means that, like, they'll be better at doing a presentation in general. Well, yeah. Because they'll have Microsoft to tell them what to do. And also, well, the Bethesda stuff was like, oh, it's a whole length show for not as many games, well, you know. So it's I don't know. I mean, they still managed to have at least three. <laughs> but this, okay, that's not a whole show's worth. Sure, yeah, that's what I mean. And it's like we're, we're, everything they talked about last year. But will Microsoft they'll probably talk about again this year if they were going to do a full show? And it's well, like, yeah. it's like we don't need to hear about Elder Scrolls Six because we know it's probably another three years away at least. Yeah. But the question is, will Microsoft be able to stop WooWoman? <laughs> oh, that is a question. Will they be able to talk about Elder Scrolls Online on the Microsoft stage? I guess is the actual question. Uh, I mean, if they have a stage. Well, well they're, whatever. They're whatever tr- place they're standing to record this. <laughs> yeah. If they have a stage, they're in trouble. Because Elder Scrolls fans be crazy. Oh, but... Um, mm. I don't know if they would, but I just had a terrible thought of like, but at this point it will be a meme, so they'll just Bethesda will just like Skype in the Woo Woman just for that. <laughs> just, just cut to it. Yeah, just, exactly. Just, just randomly in the middle of this, but even though they haven't had any other like Zoom no, shots, no crowds or anything, because this is all a digital recording. Yeah. But they'll just have her come on in a call just to woo at Elder Scrolls Online. No, I can totally see that happening. It was I just horrified myself. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, I would love that. If it was just, just No! Yeah, no. Don't let the corporations get away with making memes out of things that are dumb. I mean, I'd still take Major Nelson just go, yeah, boy. <laughs> Over Woo Woman. But I mean, did you see what the last like DLC pack for Dirt 5 was? No. It was called Power Your Memes. Right. Instead of Power Your Dreams, which is the Series X tagline. Uh, and they basically put the Xbox fridge into the game as something you can put in the uh, right in the sort of playroom levels. So there you go. You've got another weird rectangle you can put down in your custom-built levels that's a it's giant not, Xbox fridge. It's not what you want. You want, <laughs> you want to drive a Xbox fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I think they gave a BMW a skin that just has Xbox written all over it, which isn't really the same thing. No. Power your memes. I'm living proof. Wait, no. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Follow your dreams. You can reach your goals. Yeah. What have you guys been playing in terms of video games? Oh, segue. Curious about. Not much of a segue, but okay. (laughs) Oh, snap. Wow. 
Uh, who would you like to hear from, host Dan? <laughs> mm. How about you then, Rob? Well, this will be a relatively short segment because I've not played very much. Um, too much housing going on. Mm. Um, house grouse. House I mean, not, not, I mean a bit of house grouse. Yeah, <laughs> somewhat, somewhat, somewhat grousey up in this house. Uh, I'm mostly just dipping into Final Fantasy XII still. Um, putting it in double speed mode and getting my grind on. Uh, that's pretty much mostly what I've been doing. Like I've, I've, I've been to some places, I've killed some bosses, I've been buying as many gambit options as I can to make the gambit system more useful to me. Now I'm actually getting to the point where it's like, oh, I actually have magic and techniques and things and strategies that I might actually want to put into gambits I'm still finding there's the odd one that I can't do because the, the gambit system isn't quite clever enough for that but there's more and more things I can use it for so basically my grind at the moment is literally stick it in double speed run into an area that I know I can best everything quite easily and just walk around for a bit <laughs> and then everything will, everything will die around me because the gambit system will kick in and just kill things for me um it was a rather lengthy dungeon that I did that was kind of awkward and it was one of those where like the puzzle was actually quite simple but getting a re- I missed a bit basically I was an idiot and missed a bit and then had to retrace my steps throughout this dungeon and be like okay where's the thing I missed it's like oh it's that really obvious spot on the map that where the thing should be because the others are all symmetrical and there's one there isn't there isn't there one there yeah there must be one there oh it's there I'm an idiot <laughs> um so I've got some good grinding time in, in that dungeon. <laughs> mm. I've ridden a chocobo now. That's still a thing. Right. Check that milestone off. Yeah. It plays the music, you know, because it has to. And you you kind of need them. Like, you can't... Like, they have that... They've got some of the element, I suppose, of, like, you need them to traverse some parts of the map. Um, but they're, like, very clearly labelled on the floor by, like, having chocobo footprints and it's like you need a chocobo to get through here and it's like well fine I'll figure out how to get a chocobo here and then you get to the place and you do the thing uh, so yeah I've been doing a lot of that I'm still like I'm at the point where there's a number of areas that I know exist and they're like adjacent to the play and I could just quite easily walk into these areas or there's a route to get into these areas but don't go into those areas they will murder you <laughs> like it does that thing where you, you or the worst bits are where you go into like the like a, like the one where the the enemies near the entrance to the cave are really easy so you think ah this is an area i can i can explore now and then you get get a few waves of enemies in and then you'll come up with something that's about 20 levels higher than you suddenly and you're like oh god this was a mistake it's like why did you telegraph this area as being safe and, mm. and then throw a bastard at me <laughs> Son of a bitch. I suppose that used to happen in some of the other Final Fantasy games, right? You'd be fine unless one enemy turned up in the random battles. And you'd be like, oh no. Kind of, yeah. Like Final Fantasy VIII, I, I vaguely remember it being the Marlboros. Like, just, <laughs> well, yeah, naturally. I mean, they're, pretty, they're kind of a nothing in this. You just just slice them down, they're fine. But in, in eight, there was like whenever I came across one, even with like my nearly full level party, I seem to remember towards the end, it's like it would just use the whatever the gas everyone move is, and they'd all fall asleep, they'd all be poisoned, and they'd just sit there and sort of like poison myself to death. And it's like, well, how do I beat that? I need ribbon, I guess. 
<laughs> but I haven't got that yet. Um, yeah. I mean, the story's now starting to play its hands. The main bad guy is now now actually seems slightly evil. When it was very confusing, I don't understand why he's evil at the start of the game, and now now he actually seems evil. I haven't really. I don't think it's going to be a twist. He's just a bad guy. <laughs> Story sucks. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm, I'm sort of enjoying it, even if it's a bit of a. It's just a. It's just a sort of a thing to do. It's a relaxing thing to do. Wander around, stab some things. Yeah. Oh, actually, you wander around, have the game you. stab some things for you. Auto stabbing. Auto stab. Yeah. Uh, aside from that. Uh, not really a lot. I've only briefly dabbled in Rocket League to keep a, get a couple of levels. Um, playing all the not real modes, the extra modes. Uh, and I guess the rest of it was that one session of Deep Rock Galactic we played. Yeah, which we need to do more of, obviously. We, we do, yeah, definitely need to do more of. Um need to convince more players to join us potentially I imagine it gets it's one of those games where I feel a bit like Left 4 Dead where I think it's just going to be more interesting the more people you throw at it well sure but at least it definitely scales appropriately yeah and you can set the difficulty yes well I mean not that you could set the difficulty in Left 4 Dead but there's also five difficulty levels so it's a bit more granular <laughs> <laughs> yeah was it going from because it wasn't the jump up to the hardest difficulty level such an extreme difference in Left 4 Dead. Well, it wasn't even the hardest one, was it? It was like just even going from normal to advanced or whatever, because then there was like the, su- the super hard one at the end, I mm. think, in Left 4 Dead. But even just the difference between those two was like quite severe. Yeah, all of the, all of the differences were pretty epic. Uh, so this isn't quite like that, I guess. No. Well, not the I've noticed. I mean, yeah. there definitely can sometimes be just the, the Final Fantasy problem of things that just suddenly kill you. <laughs> like, what was that? Well, not even just like, what was that? Where it's just like, you get unlucky. Because I don't think, I don't think when I've been playing by myself or the subsequent times that we've played since the free weekend, I don't think I've ever seen a, one of those pure Praetorian waves again. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> where you just get loads of the huge dudes. Yeah. But then again, we haven't come across many of the really big dudes like in the last couple of runs we did. Like, we haven't had the boss creatures, I suppose. I think we got one of them. Well, we, but... Yeah, we've had an oppressor or two, right? And one of the bulk detonators. Oh, yes. We had, yeah, we did have one of those. Yeah. The oppressors aren't, I don't really kill those. They're not really boss characters. They're well, they, just... yeah, they're like medium boss. <laughs> yeah. But also, we haven't done the mission where you have fight the bosses, I guess. Yeah. I just sort of expected them to randomly turn up, I guess, as we up the difficulty. Mm, yeah, I don't know. If, I think the, I think the difficulty generally just makes well. There's several things it does, but in terms of like enemy layout, I think you just get the you get more of the like not really special, but like the more special ones, like more of the flying enemies, mm. more of the cave leeches on the ceilings, more of the, the, which are basically the uh, well, barnacles. Yeah, barnacles or the tongue guy from Left 4 Dead. Yeah, and more of the more of the like hardier versions or special versions of the regular enemies like the sea, the acid spitting and spider ones and whatnot mm. those turn up more the higher difficulty but the main thing that changes when you up the difficulty that i've that i've definitely noticed when as i've been experimenting with it is just like the enemies get a lot faster <laughs> they'll oh, close in on you way quicker 
So it can be quite easy to just get regular enemies that are just immediately biting you. Yeah. Well, I had plenty come up behind me the other day. Like I was just digging my way through a wall, and all of a sudden there's a swarm of them behind me, and it's like, well, I'm boned. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing that I, when I've been playing on by myself on the gunner, because he has that deployable shield, that's very helpful when you're by yourself. I see. Because yeah. at a certain point, when when you're especially because with his either the minigun which overheats or his auto cannon thing which has a really long reload sequence mm. you do kind of have this point where you ha- have to stop shooting at a certain at a certain point so you're just like oh well I just need to quickly put the shield down and so I can just sort of just stand still for a few seconds <laughs> while everything's there going it's alright we'll wait yeah or while well, your little drone can pick some of them off mm. obviously which is helpful and also I've later in the perk tree when you get the ability to charm an enemy so you just kind of have an, uh, basically an extra ally on Yay. top of the bot. Everyone loves charm. Initially, I thought that wasn't going to be that great because the way the perk is phrased, it's like you can charm a, a grunt. And I, and I thought it actually meant like literally only the grunts, the regular enemies. Mm. But it also works on like the special versions, like the slasher, the one that does more damage, and, oh, the, yes, and yeah. the armored one. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you can get one of those, which has like if you. I've been mainly trying to just get the armored ones because they have so much more health, mm. which makes, makes them a good distraction. <laughs> so they can keep enemies off me while I'm reloading or whatever. Suppose <laughs> the engineer chucked down a dancing grenade. Well, yeah, exactly. But that's why we have the that's why we have the classes we have when we're playing in multiplayer. Not that I remember I've got the dancing grenades. Well no, the grenades often. are definitely a thing that are easy to forget. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should change out my scout grenade because I mean I have what one do I even have? Oh, I have the slow, the slow field. Grenade. Right, yeah, that's pretty useful, which is why I haven't ever changed off it. Yeah. But the other ones are like you get the um the like um, pheromone grenade, which presumably just makes enemies attack each other, and I'm just like, mm. Mm, that could be useful. That could be, yeah. Especially if you just land it on a big one, and then all the little ones nearby just munch it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I forget what the third grenade from the scout even is. I don't think I've got a grenade option yet. I think I've only got the decoy dance. Yeah, I don't know what levels they unlock at. I mean, I think that's like if I was to level a criticism at this, I'd, I think the pace of unlocks is quite sluggish. Um, it does. It seems like you have to put quite a lot of time in before things start coming your ways. Um, less so on the perks. I think the perks and yeah. the points for that seem to unlock pretty quick. But like in terms of character leveling, I think that's pretty slow. Yeah, the, um, like getting the secondary gun. For each of your two slots takes quite a long time. Yeah, and I mean, I've only got one of those for assignment, and I don't even know if that's the, the secondary gun from leveling. Well, like, yeah, that is. You'll get the one for the primary slot and the one for the secondary slot. Okay. But then, that, yeah, so that's quite slow. And then, like... I'm not sure if I like that SMG for the engineer either, really, compared to the shotgun. No. I didn't really like the shotgun. Either, <laughs> so was... Well, that was the thing. It definitely wasn't the shotgun. But the trouble, like you get, so you get those, those are like the big unlocks. But then the little modifications that you get as you level up on each weapon are not really that great. They're not that diverse, I suppose. Mm. Or there's like too many cases where it's just like there's one op- option that is obviously better than all the other ones. Because why would you do these other things? <laughs> right. Like, why would you want 
less ammo but more damage or whatever. I mean, that sounds great, but I, ammo is a problem in that game, and it's an intent—it's intentionally a problem, right? Yeah. Especially, yeah, and again, with like classes that have heavier weapons, you don't get a lot of ammo generally. Although I phrase that badly, I guess, because it's not—it's not you get a perk that's less ammo and more damage. You get either a perk for more ammo or a perk for more damage, yeah. which is just like that's not—it's not a balance thing. And I guess you can use your perk slots to like sometimes you get the option to have an ammo in one of the perk slot and one thing and and damage in another one. Yeah, but then that's that—that's where it runs into the problem. They're always it's not being really like, a choice, I guess, yeah, a yeah. kind of obvious. Yeah, one of these that you're going to use. Where it's like I picked the um for my grenade launcher. I've got the because it sounded fun to some extent, like the damage randomizer <laughs> that basically like changes. It's like it's a bit more damage on average, but you could have a crap grenade every <laughs> then. <laughs> and I kind of like the sound of that. That's kind of funny. But then as as we as we're saying about it taking a long time to unlock stuff like once you actually get to level 25 that's where it unlocks this whole other system where it's just like now you get the overclocks mm. i'm still some way from that i'm still like 10 11 levels from what sounds like a potentially interesting thing yeah and it's with one of the characters because yeah. <laughs> all of the characters level individually i get the feeling that well, we. I'm, I mean, I guess we're sort of nearly done with assignments because you, you've. I've got a couple left because I haven't got those. A couple that are locked behind a level. Well, limit. sure, yeah, those ones. Yeah, but the, 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 the like we we we're reaching the point in our progression that I think that we're just going to have some period where we're not going to have assignments, and then that will be the point to just be like, look at the map and find the one mission that's double XP and just right. do that one. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Because the double XP definitely levels you up quite a lot quicker, from my experience. Is, is it twice as fast? Well, yeah, presumably. <laughs> but it seems like more. <laughs> it just feels like more. But yeah, the overclocks is like this. Also, the overclocks is just like it also actually sort of expands the game part. Because you get those random things that spawn sometimes in the levels that you can't interact with, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> those random boxes and little platforms. But those are those are to do with the overclocks and they only you can only interact with them after level twenty five. Interesting. Okay. I mean they're not super complicated usually. It's more it's usually just like a thing opens up and then you just have to like Well I mean Jumping puzzle. <laughs> well not exactly. One of them is sort of a jumping puzzle, I guess. But there's there's one there's one where you have to like chuck bombs at a thing, which is actually really easy, like overly easy. There's one where a specific kind of enemy spawns and you either have to kill it and put the put something that drops off it into the machine, or you can only kill those enemies with melee. <laughs> huh. But you get like little this little robot thing that shoots out melee power-ups that make your melee more powerful <laughs> for for a few seconds. Okay. And then there's one where it's just like the most complicated one that I've seen is where it has this like three tiered tower robot and each of the levels of it does a different attack. So there's one that like fires out shockwaves that you have to jump over and then one that like fires little drones that home in on you. Hmm. But then in order to shoot it, you have to stand on these specific three platforms around it. So you can only shoot one segment of it at a time, depending on which platform you're standing on. So you kind of have to prioritize, well, you have to prioritize which one you're going to stand on first. So it's slightly, you know, it gives a, another little thing to do in the mission. And also, even if you, even if you don't have the thing that you need to actually make the overclock after that event, you can just do the event anyway, and that just gives you more experience. Oh, okay. Fair so enough. that's helpful as well. Yeah. 
but then yeah the overclocks the only trouble with the overclocks of course is that it's um it's weeklies you can only get so many of them per week because they're based on a specific ass- weekly assignment and see, right. like the deep dive missions which are weekly as well well that's fine i'm never going to play it enough for no. probably that to be a problem um but yeah the overclocks are where the upgrades get slightly more weird and varied and also there's like three tiers of overclock where you get like unstable which has positives and negatives and you got balanced where it's Positives and negatives, but less like extreme. I see. And yeah. then you've got clean, where it's just positives. Clean, but but they can have like effects that are not necessarily you know just straight plus and minus things. Like the, I think I, for some reason, even on though I'm playing the gunner, almost all the overclocks I've got have been for the engineer, <laughs> right? Which is not actually very helpful because that's the wrong class that Rob's playing. Where we're playing one player, so I'm not even playing that class then. <laughs> But, like, one of the ones I got was for the grenade launcher, which just lets you rocket jump, basically. It turns on, oh, cool. turns on like, inertia to the explosions for you and your teammates. I'm not sure how useful that's going to be ever, but, you know, it's I mean, maybe it's I weird. can climb some things that are normally I'd have to sit there making an annoying platform ladder. Well, true. And just be like, well, we need to escape. Oh, I haven't built a way out. Blow my way up there. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, there's other... Who doesn't like a rocket jump? <laughs> Well, the fact that it specifically calls out that it also works on your teammates is worrying. Because <laughs> that's going to be a real easy way to accidentally kill your whole team. I guess. If I throw you all off a cliff. I can, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. But yeah, there's a lot of... There are some more generic ones where it's just like you get more damage but less clip or whatever. Mm. But there are opportunities for it to be more weird. Clip size, I don't mind. I don't mind having a small clip, but do more damage. That's kind of that. That's a positive for me. <laughs> yeah, probably. As long as it doesn't take away from my total ammo count, I'm okay with that. Mm. But yeah, that's what that seems to be. What the sort of late-ish game is. Uh, the thing is that, like, you have this weekly deep dive mission where you can get some of these matrix things for the overclocks, and like I said, that's a weekly thing, but there's only one, and I wish there was more, because what it actually is, is it basically just strings three missions together, but oh, all in the same environment. Interesting. And it uses, reuses the same sort of mission objectives. Those must be quite long. Well, yeah, they are. Yeah. They're quite super long. But like, it reuses the mission objectives, but in a sort of a shorter version. So if you're doing like the egg hunt where normally you'd find like four or six, it can be as low as like just two. Okay. But then it also uses two of them at once so it'd be like the egg hunt and the morkite mining simultaneously i see that's kind of cool and then three of those in a row (laughs) what am i thinking was it kill zone might have been kill zone like it had the one of the weirdest multiplayer modes for a shooter i've ever seen like it's not as cool as that where it's like okay throw multiple modes in at once that actually sounds pretty neat Hmm. um kill zone had the one where it had it would basically change the game mode you were playing mid-match. Right, yeah. Um, so you'd have a deathmatch segment, and then it would go into a capture the flag segment just because you hit some target or something in the previous bit, and it would, the, the end game score was based on whatever team had the most points in each round or the amount of rounds won in a match. It was really weird. Yeah. But I kind of like the idea of like weird, weirdly merging multiple 
ways. I mean, it's a bit like, I guess, like Titanfall's attrition, right? Was just like, okay, it's just kill stuff. Yeah. But it was like, gain points however you can. Yeah. We just, just do cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I would, I'd, like, if one of those things is capturing flags in the middle of killing stuff, but the killing stuff is still viable as a point scoring mechanism, then it's like, I'm all, I'm, I want more games to do that. That sounds cool. Yeah. Like, have multiple ways of, of scoring. But yeah, like I said, there's only one of those a week. Like it's a, it, it's also seeded, so it's the same for everyone playing the game. And there's only there's one regular deep dive and one elite deep dive, and you can't choose the difficulty on them. And from my estimation of playing the regular deep dive, I'd say they're probably about difficulty four. Okay, hmm. I can manage it solo, but it's quite harsh. <laughs> But then the elite deep dive is like, I tried that and I just died immediately. And I was like, well, that's got to be at least difficulty five, if not like an extra level on top of that. <laughs> Hi, guys. <Blah. laughs> Didn't really help that the first part of that was a boss, you know, fight the bosses mission. Where I was like, I, these take a long time even on difficulty three. They're not that dangerous on difficulty three, but they just absorb a shit ton of ammo. <laughs> Which obviously you don't have. Very- oh, and that's the other thing that's slightly different about the deep dives. It's three missions strung together, but like your resources carry over. So if you don't have oh, any sure. ammo left, right. you actually don't have any ammo left at the start of the next part. Of course, yeah. You got to be hot for that nitra. Yeah, you got to make sure you got a good stock. Which which was the problem that I had when I did that. You tried the elite one because like the first mission was the boss fight. So obviously I didn't have a huge stock of nitro to buy ammo. So I was like, can I? And obviously because it's such a high level difficulty, you're, it's like constant enemies are coming at you as well. So you're constantly burning for ammo that way. Sure. So I'm just like, am I going to run out of ammo before I even get to fight the bosses? And then when I fight the bosses, will I even be able to find enough nitro in this level to get a restock? Hmm. You have to be quite quick in the higher difficulty levels. And I think the amount of nitro it costs to order an ammo drop also scales with difficulty, I believe. Because I think at difficulty three it goes up to 80, and I think it's less than that normally. Maybe. I keep, I never pay attention to that number. <laughs> Still. Slight criticisms on pacing aside. Yeah. It's a decent game. And also, I still feel like, you know, we haven't played it enough to get into the, as much of the different modes as I would like. <laughs> right. I yeah. feel like we haven't even played all of them yet, have we? I don't know. I mean, does the tutorial tell you all of them? Or are there ones that... Because, you know, the first assignment you do seems to take you on a tour. Oh, of... yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess we probably have done all of them. But maybe not more than once in some cases. No. I mean, I think we only did the drill dozer stuff for the second time. Oh, yeah. Um, the other night. I don't know what we haven't done. But then again, like the, the base mode, the sort of mining and then get the hell out is actually sometimes some of the most interesting to me because it's like, okay, the mining's not the most interesting part, but the get the hell out phase is kind of... Well, yeah, the, it's, it's kind of madness. <laughs> it's though, like, several of the other mission types are, like, point-based. The drill dozer is kind of, but then you've got, obviously, the set, the refining and the pick up the blue blob things mission where it's literally sure, yeah. just a central central point which maybe this doesn't work as well with the randomized caves because it's like if it has to just be essentially a big circular cave you're not going to get as much 
opportunity for the random generation to make it interesting mm. which is why the escape part of the mining missions is the more interesting part because you're as you're going down into the mine you're thinking oh god this well, is going to be a problem drop pod we're going to have to climb back up this we're going to have to remember this route as well like if we've had to do something awkward to make it easier yeah although yes. obviously you can somewhat cheat that by just like because the drop pod always falls far away from you from wherever you're standing <laughs> Sometimes you can pre-run halfway back up the passage before starting it, and it will always still spawn at the furthest away point. Obviously, so you, could you run all the way back up to the top and then call it in, and then it would be at the bottom? Yeah. So, like, the bottom running out would be easier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cheeky. But and, I can see why they do that. Well, yes, because they always want you to have the running part of have the mission. Se- have a sequence, yeah. And it, it becomes slightly more obvious how it's doing that when you're doing one of those central point missions, because you're like, if it, if it ever spawns where there's like an extra like cave that curves off further away, you're like, oh, well, that's where the drop pods are going to spawn at the end. I see. Yeah. <laughs> that's why that complexity's there. It's not a secret. It's, it's just where it's going to be. And I did for the first time last night finally have a, a situation where I recognised a bit of terrain where it's like oh I've seen that exact layout before oh interesting I kind of assumed it was a bit cleverer than that well I mean there probably are just like some generic elements that that it must use at certain points I mean there's things that are more like buildings except they're not buildings like weird weird monoliths and whatnot that you know you'll see them multiple times but not in necessarily the same cave but this one was like it was literally the actual structure of the cave walls and i was like oh yeah i've seen this thing before Hmm. because obviously you you can sort of see how it's building the caves because you all you'll always have a cave a long wiggly passage and then another cave and it's like so at some level it is building a automated passage between two preset zones to a point yeah i kind of hope that those presets weren't so preset though right well i mean this is the only one i've recognized so far so it's still doing pretty good that is pretty good yeah um so i don't know if this probably ruins your segue (laughs) but i remembered i'd very briefly dipped in to have a look at no man's sky all right they've just put out yet another patch yeah the prisms update came out which is mostly just a graphical patch yeah as far as and it but it's little bits of ui here and there seem to have changed i didn't go i haven't been back to the anomaly which looks like it's had a fairly big overhaul Mm. in terms of the textures and materials used not the layout but um I noticed space stations have had a little bit of an update as well. Like the flooring is different, and the and they, the back at the back of the yeah, station they open is, that up. is weirdly open now. Yeah, because I thought there's, there's a terminal there as well that I haven't quite worked out what it does. I thought that like some stations already had something like that because I vaguely remember you've, you've mentioned that to me before. Like yeah. sometimes there's something back there, but it seems like they've just decided to maybe just make that default now. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Unless you were just coincidentally at one of those stations. I guess. I had just jumped into a new system. But yeah, it seems like it's mostly just graphics. Which is weird because I definitely I mean, saw a couple like... of people who were like, oh, and now's the best time to get back into No Man's Sky. It's like, yeah, but this was just a graphics patch. <laughs> this, is, this is not like anything as much has changed. Since I, think the last were, I think there were a couple of actual gameplay tweaks to something. I can't remember what. Like, I think you might be able to, the number of creatures you can actually ride, I think, has gone yeah, up. Yeah, they've let you ride flying creatures now. Yeah. Not that that's particularly important, I guess. I mean, I guess it could help you get around a bit quicker if you're not using your ship. Maybe. I don't even know. I've never 
done that whole creature dating system no. so i don't I know how worthwhile they actually are and, like they show pictures of like creatures that look way more fascinating and way more interesting than the creatures i always come across yeah like we're, i've never ever seen those robotic creatures that they show no. in the trailer I've never seen that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because they're probably like some kind of anomaly creature. So I mean, my quite home, rare. my home planet, you know, the one you've seen at least, Zach, like that has some of the most interesting things I've come yeah. across in my entire playthrough. Like with, with balls and stuff. Yeah, well, the weird, the the the, the worm circle, yeah. the the poppy up gopher guy, poppy up gopher guys, all and the weird like ethereal things that go into the ground and kick mm. up a dirt storm and just float out of the ground again. My home planet is cool. But like everything else I visit, like it's almost certainly going to be okay. There's going to be something a bit tigerish. Yep. There's going to be something that looks like a stegosaurus, but without the stegosaurus bits. You Dump, know that dumpy teddy bear. <laughs> occasionally dumpy teddy bear. That one's quite rare. Um, you me. do get planets where it's a lot of blobs. Like I, weird... I did see a blob planet. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they were sent like there was just blobs in the air. I don't think they were oh, well, wildlife. No, I meant the blobs where it's just like those squiddy things that squid along the ground. Those, are, yeah, I've, I have seen those, but they're pretty rare for me as well. Oh, like, I just always see this, this sort of dinosaur-looking dudes, and mm. it's like, show me something more. Show me some of these weirder ones, please. Like, am I just in dinosaur territory? <laughs> have I been working the wrong way around the galaxy, and I'm just like, <laughs> I've just I've entered Dino Zone? Or maybe dinosaur planets are just the ones that are more interesting to me when I go into the warp zone. And it's well, like, yeah. I need to go there, and it just happens to be another Dino planet. Yeah, maybe you've just. Maybe it's just like the kinds of planet you like happen to have <laughs> Damn it. Like, I definitely haven't come across as many, like, of the fancy, like, weird colour filter planets that mm. you seem to have found. And, uh, like, I don't see many of those. I mean, or, they, those definitely are slightly more rare. And I think they're more, the, the more hazardous planets are more likely to have that. Mm. I also totally forgot what I was doing because it's been so long. <laughs> well, honestly, what were you even doing at that point in the game? Not a lot. I, I guess I, like, I had a ship I'm trying to repair slowly because I still haven't found the bits for that and it's presumably you were still in the midst of some part of the story but who knows what part uh, I'm at the bit where I can choose I think many many things like go to the centre there's one of them oh right and... you've got to the point where it's like either go to the middle talk to that nine more atlas stations or I forget what the third option is yeah, build, build the thing to let build your base up to progress that mission tree, and then you go to the anomaly and do something. I forget. Yeah, I don't know. With, Ar- my, with my Artemis anom- or whatever. I think my. Oh, well, I mean, there's a. Yeah, I've been. I mean, Artemis is in the. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Ar- Artemis is in the simulation within the simulation. Oh, right. No, yeah, because that's the end of the sort of main phase of the story, I guess. Is that the mini story for him? Yeah. Uh, I think he's aware of it now as well. I, I can't really remember how that went. Um, you just kill him. <laughs> no. I put him in the I put him in the box and didn't tell him. But I think he's figured it out. <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done I think I've only done one of the Atlas seeds, whatever that is. Yeah, because you have to you craft, I think I've got an Atlas seed. Atlas but, seeds into the next tier of Atlas seeds. Yeah, I think I've got the second one, but I've just not been or found a station where I could do something with it. Or I don't know. I don't really know what's going on there. I mean there's not much to do. You just keep upgrading it until you reach the end I think yeah. what even happens and as I said I've not gone to the bottom and like my other friend who plays No Mad Sky was going like yeah, get, get yourself to another galaxy and I'm like why this one's pretty big yeah <laughs> I, I don't understand what the difference 
Because people maybe maybe through. the other galaxy will be full of less dinos. I don't know. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe it was. Yeah, <laughs> it's the dinosaur planet. <laughs> I mean, people do seem to imply that the, the galaxies are somehow different. But I went, I mean, I finished it and went to a different galaxy. I didn't hang around long because I wanted to go back to where all my stuff was. I mean, you can just teleport back, right? <laughs> yeah, you can just yeah. go back and forth as much as you want. But it didn't seem like it was really any different. What? Yeah, why is there even multiple galaxies? Like, yeah. is, is it just to further that part of the story, I guess? Well, it? yeah, sure. I mean, as a story element, it makes sense. But but it's a whole galaxy. Yeah, I mean, it's all, all automatically generated, so it's not really that different. Yeah, I get, mm. is, it, is it just the two, or are there, like, loads? Mm, I think there's three that I know of for sure. Because when you get to the end, spoilers, I guess, when you get to the when you get the last Atlas CD or whatever, and you go to the last Atlas station, it basically just pops up a thing where it's like, here's here's the three galaxies you can pick, and then you pick one of them, and then it just warps you into it. It's like here you go, and breaks all your stuff. Oh, great! <laughs> what, what like here's a good warning for you ahead for the spoilers of this when you get dumped into the next galaxy, all the upgrades on your multi tool break. So basically, equip a really shit multi-tool before you go in. So only the upgrades oh. on that one break. So, so if you're carrying multiple tools, it's only the one yeah, only you're carrying. The one you're actually equipped huh. gets broken. But I imagine like your ship gets totally messed up. Or yeah, I think and everything in your pack. Mm, I think the ship does because it basically fake restarts the game right where you you're sure. in, you just appear on a planet and then you go and find your ship and you repair it and you take off mm. it just does that again but it's your ship but it's your ship that you already have so i think most of the stuff on your ship breaks yeah but it's mainly the multi-tool for me because i had a fully upgraded like maximum grid multi-tool wow <laughs> that had all the slots and i was like oh man that's gonna take forever to i repair. mean this is the thing about the game i feel like i should be progressing all of my stuff way faster than i am like i'm like what 50 five hours on the clock and it's like I've still got I mean my, yeah my ship's S-class now but it's an S-class cocking shuttle so that's not saying much yeah um, and it's uh, uh, you know my multi-tool is still C I think with, yeah like, it's like we talked about it before it was just like because I, I couldn't work out what I did exactly because I know that you have to because you can sort of look at I mean, you can look it up on the wiki, but the wiki sort of also more indirectly hints at it as well, if you're not just going to look it up. But, like, when you warp into a system, the multi-tools that can spawn in that system are preset. There's only, like, three of them that can spawn. Mm. So if you fly from, like, trade post to trade post that always have that box on the wall that has a multi-tool in it... You mean the ones in the stations? Yeah, in the little planet-sized stations and in the station station. Oh, okay. That'll be two of them... And then you, so you can you can see you, you, there's a it's not totally random every time and you go to any one of those trade spaces. There's only three multiple tools per system, so you don't have to keep searching. So oh, you can just I jump see. to a new system. Right. Okay. And yeah. then if you wanted to get into like full wiki mode, you can be like if you look at one of the multi tools, you can extrapolate what the other ones must be because of the way the spawn generation works or whatever. Interesting. And also the slot layouts as well. Or if you got to go really full wiki, you can just literally just look at a list where it's like people have people have compiled. Here's all the systems that have S class multitools with twenty four slots. So you can just go and well, do, do the warp code thing. Yeah, do the portal. Yeah. Find one of those portals and just type in the code. And just jump to that system and get it. <laughs> huh. But I don't think I'm making the kind of money I'd need to perhaps buy some of that stuff. Either. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, that is the other trouble we also had with, when we were playing. We are just like, how do you make money in this game? I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm not making... I mean, I've got 
nearly a page worth of freighter fleet now and that yeah as long as i can keep that fueled which i'm honestly because i'm not playing it enough every when i dip in it's like i've got enough stuff now for fuel yeah with these the stupid hydrogen generation uh-huh. trick <laughs> yeah set off my large refinery in my freighter while i'm there yeah and i should build a bank of those i mean in reality you you can start just buying hydrogen at a certain point once right. you have a bit of money to work with, you can just start buying the fuel. Essentially, I mean, I've got like fifty mil. Yeah. Now I don't know if that's enough, but it's it seems it still seems like too little for a lot of things. Well, yeah, for some of the more expensive ships and whatnot. Mm. Well, I'm probably not going to buy that stuff. I want to find that. stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, that is exactly the problem. Where it's just like, why would you ever buy a ship off an NPC when you can just find crash ships for free? Yeah. <laughs> Except it, the problem is that you have to then hope that you find an actually good crash ship. Unless it ends up being totally rad. Like, I'm still not sure I've seen... I haven't seen any of the living ship stuff in the wild. Like, I've only seen pe- other players with... On the very rare occasion, with, with one in the anomaly. Yeah, I don't think those are in the wild. Like, I, I didn't really fully understand it either, but I believe you have to do the multiplayer community missions from the anomaly oh what the nexus stuff the nexus stuff you have to do some of those so i've never dipped into that is that worth it i don't know because i've never done it oh okay <laughs> but i think you have to do those you have to get some of that quicksilver the mm. special currency that you get from those and then maybe it unlocks a mission to spawn the living ship seed interesting like you have you basically have to have done a certain amount of this weird community stuff to be able to access the living ship so it's not just like you just see them <laughs> There's a lot in No Man's Sky. Let's just put it this way: like there's stuff I've never like. As we were just talking about this thing, it's like I've never got involved with this particular system. No, it's like I'm still not 100 percent sure I'm supposed to get goddamn freighter salvage. It's like I've got three total ever, and it's like I need I want five so I can build that damn teleport matter teleport. Oh right, the um, the salvaged freighter upgrade module things well yeah like because yeah, you get you know your salvage data you find on planets and there's yeah. like there's the freighter version of that yeah and it's like i found three ever well there are i definitely do remember ways of getting that one of the easiest ways is to just shoot npc freighters be a bastard for a minute <laughs> i mean i guess i have i've never been a bastard in this world yet so. i mean it's to- it's very nearly inconsequential to be a bastard <laughs> like you lose a actually do you you probably lose standing, right? I think you. I don't think you necessarily do lose standing. There's a trick to it where, like, you if you only shoot the big freighter and not any of the little mini freighters that form their NPC fleets, mm. I think if you only shoot the big one, it doesn't penalise you nearly as much. Huh. And you can just shoot the cargo pods off the main freighter, right? Right. Because yeah. obviously you can't destroy the thing, and that still gives you. Occasionally, you might get a bit of salvage off the just the pods. Yeah, then... the, it's in the pods, and also you can actually see what's in the pods before you shoot. Them. Yeah, because they label on the because it labels them. Yeah. So if you look at one of those pods and it says salvage freighter module, you can just shoot that off there and then just leave. <laughs> I, I, I have to confess, the whole reason I sort of went back into No Man's Sky briefly was to have a little bit of a smug moment against someone I know who basically put in hundreds of hours on the PS4 base version, right? Which takes forever to load and runs like crap, if I'm honest. Like, sure. it's like, and then it's just like, here, look at the Series X version. <laughs> look how quick it loads. <laughs> Smug mode. Mm. <laughs> I know, it's a terrible, terrible thing, but... They, they do want a PS5, and I'm like, well, if you just bought an Xbox, which is slightly more readily available. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> 
Which I don't know what. Like, can you just get a Series X now? Has it got to that point? Or is it just PS5? Because everyone seems to be worried about PS5 shortages, but yeah, you don't really hear anything mostly... about what's going on with the X. No. Strange. I don't know, because I only know about PS5 still. <laughs> like, I guess, is, it, is that because like no one actually wants an Xbox still? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean, they both have the problem of the where's the games. So oh, yeah, that's true. They, they do have that. I mean, PlayStation's still riding on reputation from four, right? Yeah. It's like it, it has got the better rep. Um, but I don't know, man. Like the number of people, I casual gamers or people with a very loose passing interest in this kind of stuff. You met people that don't know about Game Pass, mm. and then I just sort right, of mention yeah. it to them, and they're like, "Really." And that they sort of seem, they look at me like I'm talk like a talking madman, and they just can't believe that it's a thing. And it's like I, I don't know. Maybe Microsoft needs to figure out a way of messaging. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe people, it's just a way of messaging it. Like, like I guess when you tell them about it, they're just like, yeah, but it won't have like the top tier games on it. And I'm like, oh, like, like it can't possibly have stuff I want to play on it. And I'm like, okay, it might not have the newest releases from. Like as they come out all the time, but it's got a pretty goddamn decent list. Mm. Yeah. Like if you don't care about playing the latest and greatest all the time, it's it's these. Yeah, I don't know. I I I like Game Pass is just so good. It's like that's what baffles me like a little bit. Like, like even for the casual person, Game Pass is good. Well, probably more for the casual. Person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I need to stop doing a sales pitch for Microsoft. I know, <laughs> I know. I'm a, I'm a walking Game Pass salesman. Because it's the only games that you play. Uh, uh, yeah. And it was kind of the trade-off, actually. Like I had this conversation with, with very briefly, um, with my mate Jay, who had just done the sales pitch on me for a Tesla. <laughs> Slightly different scale. Very, successfully. very different league, yeah. But, yeah, it, it, it kind of worked. Like, oh, my God, that thing is so cool. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think cars will. I I saw like um you know for some reason I watch car reviews on YouTube even though I can't drive because <laughs> that one guy goes into all the detail. But I saw I got that guy. Like, it's cool. Uh, a, a Hyundai, which you think would be very uncool, but like the design looked pretty awesome for their new electric car. They're really trying to compete with you know Tesla and stuff. A Hyundai Ionic, like the current one, looks terrible, and this new one looked pretty, pretty awesome. I don't know. Mm. They... It looked kind of like a car from uh, Ghost in the Shell or something. Huh. Yeah, you know that like retro future, like eighties boxy. Basically, it looked boxy, which is cool because all electric cars look teardrop shaped for better aerodynamics and, um, you know, for re- better range. But they kind of did a kind of a cheat where um, the spoiler on the back looks like makes it look boxy, but it actually lets the air go down underneath it, right? So it's oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of clever. Yeah. It's like boxy cars look cool, but they're not aerodynamics. It's a problem. Like the new Ford Bronco or whatever. It looks awesome because it's all boxy. <laughs> but you can't have cars look that way anymore. Cause they, oh, well. well, yeah, because they'll be hideously inefficient when you get them up to speed. Yeah, I know. You've got to find some tricky way to do it. But anyway, I think that that kind of electric cars just allow, or, or are just making, and, and Tesla's approach is kind of making the, the traditional car makers like rethink their designs in a cool way. 
I mean, even the pickup truck is cool. We talked about that before. <laughs> yeah, we like, did. I don't know. The um, one thing I would like, I would say, like, okay, I I do kind of want one, but like, I'm not going to be able to have one for a very, very long time at this point. Um, they're still expensive, aren't they? Yeah, they're still expensive. But like, I, if I wanted to have the sort of like anecdotal negative to balance out this podcast, because this podcast is all about I balance. Mean, yeah. Uh, apparently, like a local scrap merchant company has had a, a number of Teslas come to them and it's like I'm like really right. but these things are new like yeah. they're not very old like why would you be looking at these and it's like apparently I think there's something funny about the uh, I don't know maybe it's the battery rental or something like that where they were saying it's like no the car's fine it's just there's, it's too cost prohibitive to replace the battery and they're like well right. I, th- I didn't think that was a thing I thought Tesla had like did that whole rental agreement thing like a lot of people are doing it's like well you don't actually own the battery and if it goes wrong uh, it's on them to sort it out and maybe people yeah. don't understand that I'd like yeah I don't know so anecdotally do your research I guess <laughs> is the lesson here figure out what that yeah. battery tech is about because like that doesn't sound like those batteries lasted very long and they should last longer than that yeah they're supposed to last I mean because you can keep an, a petrol car running for almost indefinitely. As long as you can get parts, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's the thing about Tesla is like in terms of investment is like, or the traditional car makers, they know how to make cars, but they're a bit behind on the batteries. And Teslas are just like, just make the fucking most awesome batteries possible and just focus on that. <laughs> I forget. I think it, this, was it Beamer or Audi that are actually just going to, one of the two, I think they're actually just going to use Tesla tech. Like they've done a deal right, or something just, to be like, well, yeah, we're, we're, we're having your batteries. And they're like, yeah, all right. Because it's, what is it? It's a joint thing between Tesla and like Panasonic. No, who who would it be that makes? I mean, Panasonic do make batteries. Panasonic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To make those gigafactories or whatever. And they're just like, well, we're going to crush everyone because we're the only ones that are going to be able to pump out batteries of this quality at this speed. Mm. Sorry, Zach, we haven't, we, left you, we haven't left you much time. Well, luckily, there's not much else to say, because I mostly played Derg, of course. Derg! Grinded my Derg. way into that, got into that late game to see what it was about. So that was that was, uh, that was my journalism, I suppose, but not like I wasn't going to play that game like anyway. Uh, filthy, filthy Derg. <laughs> and apart from that, I just played a little bit of Rocket League and continued to somehow rank up. Oh, wow. Okay. I've yeah. got the champion free, which means technically I'm, I'm only one more rank away from grand champion, and I can get the light and stupid grand champion title oh, slash no. season rewards. No, you don't want that. No, I mean, I wouldn't turn it on even if I had it, because yeah, <laughs> that's the easiest way to determine someone who's terrible. So, well, yeah, someone someone with that title, ten, well... <laughs> It's not necessarily the terrible tag, as in a terrible player. No. It's more that... Terrible you're person. A, yeah, you're a terrible person. <laughs> Almost guaranteed. Although it depends on what season. Like, if it's Grand Champion of Season 3, you know. Because that was the season where it was basically... It, there was, it wasn't exactly hacks, but there was a way to... Oh, what, a rank, get that a rank much easier than you should. Huh. <laughs> so if you ever see Grand Champion Season 3, except there'll be a new Season 3 next season, so that... Yeah, that's going to get confusing. Hide it a bit. But yeah, I might. I'm probably not going to make it because I feel like I'm definitely getting to the point. Well, no, I mean, I said that every. I said that for Chubby one, two, and now three. But I feel like it's not going to go any higher than this. Surely, it was. It was actually a struggle to get from 
Champion 2 Division 4 into Champion 3. Hmm. Like, that one took ages for some reason. It was just like I played five matches where we won and it just didn't go up ever. <laughs> I've been having a... Well, I wouldn't say I've had a corollary experience <laughs> in Valorant in that I've been playing better personally. Right. My, my shooting seems to have got a lot better the last couple of times. And I haven't played Valorant for weeks. <laughs> and I played it yesterday with Kippers and did pretty good. Admittedly, we've ranked down a ton, right? <laughs> because we never we, played. It. Well, we play. We, we I think individually we all play well, but I think like as a team we kind of suck. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we're losing a lot of lot of games. But I feel like I'm playing that game a lot better now. And it'd be you should play Valorant. Join us, your old CS. I mean, you're you're a sniper. We need a sniper. <laughs> I'm not a sniper. <laughs> you're both sniper. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> no, I reckon you'd be good at it. I still think you'd be good at it. You'd outclass us all hideously and make Kippers very angry. Well, yeah, maybe that's better to not do that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Kippers doesn't need any more aggro in his games. Well, that's true. But Sorry, yeah. Kippers. I definitely have... It's weird because ever since, like, Champion 2... I feel like somehow people have been getting worse, which is maybe why I've gone up. Like, I feel like somehow... I've, Was this like, the free to... Well, since it's been free to play kind of thing? Or? Yeah, but you wouldn't expect that to happen in this higher rank. I don't know why. I, like... I don't... It feels like it's gotten worse in Champion 2 and 3, but I would have said it's always been like this in all... Ever since, like, Diamond. <laughs> but, like, once you get to that level, it's just people trying to do, like, you know air dribbles and wall shots and all that stuff right yeah and they just cock it up all the time <laughs> and for me who doesn't even attempt to do that shit it's just like it's really easy to see how they're about to cock it up and then just you know counter it and I feel like that's how I'm doing this well like right, that's yeah. how I've gone up this far in rank is because people like, are trying people are trying to stuff. be fancy and I can just deal with that but I'm no, I'm no good at the fancy shit oh no I hate it I mean I kind of hate that that stuff yeah Games with high skill ceiling, blah, blah, blah. I kind of hate that that stuff exists in the way that it does, because it just fe it feels physically impossible what they're doing. <laughs> well, I mean, probably it is physically impossible for us to some extent. I mean, I know in my case especially, because the thing is that practically everyone doing those things has their controls bound in a specific way, hmm. which is not default, and is very specifically not default in a way that would be really awkward to relearn, which is right. why I never changed my controls from default, because I'd already been on default for so long. Right, yeah, because it took me a while to... Although I'm I'm glad I did, to reteach myself to not have boost on B. Right. And I've moved it to left bumper, and it's like, that's made my game a whole lot better, I think. Mm. And it's... Um, but it took a while <laughs> to get used to that. Because I think the main Just thing, that little change. I think the main thing that is the major difference that makes all those things more possible is rebinding air roll onto one a, of the, the trigger or something. Usually. Yeah. That, I mean, I can see that. That makes sense. But then I don't like the whole thing what I'm using. This is the thing I've just never been good at in games, right? Using and bumpers and triggers at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty bad at that. I wonder if you had like an elite controller and like the back paddles, that mm. would be easier. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's, I mean, that doesn't account for everything, like, you know, dribbling. <laughs> that's just actually a thing you should be able to learn without even I, worrying about controls. I need to learn how that works, because I've never been able to pull it off. But you never, don't need to, as no, proven by I, me. <laughs> I mean, I hate it. It's another skill in the game that seems like it shouldn't be there, because physically it looks stupid as well. 
all you need to learn is how to counter it <laughs> and then yeah. you can succeed yeah but that's the thing is like when you're in the dribble they're in control they just have to time it right well i mean that and is your bone that is the trick right. to countering dribble is to realize that it's about to happen yeah don't let them get but usually settled. i'm in the air by the time i've done that <laughs> like it's like okay i'm counting where it's going oh nuts he did it a fraction too early And all, I think the other thing that maybe helps in these higher levels is like, well, I mean, it shouldn't help. It should be equally bad. But like, you are, even in sort of the Champion 2 and Champion 3 games, you'll still always find pairs or triples who have just one player who's way worse. Right. Yeah. Like, way worse. Yeah. That, that, I mean, Which should, that's the nature of groups, though, right? Like, well, yeah. I mean, that is the nature of groups. But it should balance itself out, but it feels like it doesn't. Hmm. I mean, I guess it technically shouldn't balance itself out because I'll be on a team with at most two other people. So the freeze should always be opposite me. Yeah, I don't know how... Well, I've never really understood how games decide to do that sort of, like, level balancing. Like, should those two be good, better than the Well, I don't think it does. The, I think yeah. it just bases, bases it on whoever's highest, Yeah, is as far as I can tell. Which is a... It's a tough thing to get right, that whole system. Well, yeah, because, I mean, we discussed it really early in Rocket League where it's like it should force you to have a rank based on your literal pairing or team. Yeah. But, you know, they don't want to do that. That would be too much splitting of the user base. <laughs> but, yeah, when you, whenever you see... I, I think that still would be good if there was, like, a clan mode sure. that forces teams. I mean, that's what we thought that was the whole reason for having the teams. The team system, <laughs> yeah. But then they've... they've cut back rather than expanded on the things that we want to see in the game yeah. which is annoying but that is how it goes in the high levels you like watch people fail and whenever you see a, a group or a pair it's like which one of these is the bad one let's, let's go <laughs> for him you can normally tell within like the first five seconds sometimes <laughs> okay and yeah I have seen some like really bizarrely bad ones like I mean there was a time in the early Rocket League where you where it would disallow you from parting up if your ranks were too far apart, but <laughs> they got rid of that. I mean, I, I mean, I can see why games would try that at least at like competitive level or high competitive levels, but yeah. like it is annoying because well, it's yeah. it's like what stops me from playing Counter Strike half the time is because like Kippers and I diverge too much. Yeah, and then it's like, well, we can't play Counter Strike. <laughs> But Although yeah. that's not been a problem in Valorant, because we, apparently we both equally suck. Okay, so it's convenient. Even though he's way better at the game than me, he deranks like because we lose rounds. You know, that's that kind of thing. So I don't know how I've pulled it off. By the, as I said, it's like it's it was it's a sort of known thing of the argument of being smart and good at positioning versus being skilled at doing the fancy things mm. and it really does seem from my experience that it does almost exactly balance out <laughs> if you're just good at positioning and, and dealing with the situations you don't necessarily have to know any of the actual ridiculous skills yeah, yeah. no i mean which is good it means that the core is the strongest part of the game although it will get people annoyed at you more frequently i'd say <laughs> like why what no because like if they see people fucking up difficult skills it's just people fucking up difficult skills but if they see someone not even trying to do difficult skills and it appears that they're being bad then <laughs> they get annoyed it's like, but yeah. we still win yeah that's the thing that's the thing everyone forgets like and it was the thing yeah you know, 
uh, it's easy to forget when you're playing a multiplayer game. It's like your performance may look bad, but if the team's doing well, who cares, right? And also like, the uh, the other old classic problem of Rocket League is the points. Like, oh yeah, I'll I mean that doesn't. I'll consistently be the bottom of the team on points because I'm I'm not getting doing the things that get you points necessarily, but I'm still contributing more than it appears from the points. Yeah, exactly. Like I, um, I have to. Again, sorry, Kip. I'm bad. I'm, ba- I'm bad mouthing you a little bit here, but like, your your ratios are normally actually excellent on the on the personal scoreboards. It's like you're normally like loads of kills, loads of deaths, but you take every death so personally, and you'll be like, "Oh, this is a bad game for me," and I'm like, and you're like miles ahead of everyone else, and I'm just like, it doesn't matter. You're top of the table. The team's doing well. Just because it's less than your normal, it's not a bad not a bad thing. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, man. <laughs> Take your little wins. Well, yes. But yeah, that's what's been going on. Right. But that's the thing. Like, yeah, it looks it looks especially bad, but especially in like games like Valorant, where you've only really got the KDA to go by, and it's like, well, right. okay, I'm dying a lot, but I'm also providing a lot of info, like by sticking my neck out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like there is a there is a benefit to that, even even if you're looking bad. Like sometimes you can be like, okay, they're all here, and then it's like then the rest of the team knows, and you're it's fine. You died, but the rest of the team now knows. Yeah. Little wins. But don't put points on it. Yeah. That's the trick. Even I mean, that was always the problem with Rocket League's point system. Is like They need a stat system rather than a point system, I guess. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't mind the Stats whole... are points, though. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing. As soon as you're recording... I mean, even in Rocket League, where it's just like the number of saves versus what, shots or whatever. But it's worse when you've combined it into a score. Yeah. Right? That, makes, that just makes it worse. I did have some guy complain at me about rotation or whatever in Rocket League. Oh, God, the no. classic problem. Yeah. But like, Which is a really hard thing to... Especially if you're not in a team, it's not hard. It's not like, a hard thing to understand, but for everyone to get right in the moment and to see what's going on in the moment, and it's, it's also quite a skill. Also, because I was in, that he was in a pair. Whenever that happens, usually I'm trying not to get in their way as much sure, because yeah. they because naturally they'll just try and play with each other more than the other guy. <laughs> or worse, actually, what like just come across as like at least at my level my my pansy ass levels of like where it's just like everyone's doing their own thing anyway mm. and it's just the worst games you can play in rocket league are where you and another player your ideas of what you want to do are the same right that is the most frustrating thing in the world well that it, is another thing that i because it's like you think exactly like me so we're doing the same thing unfortunately which means we're basically a two-man team. Yeah. And that's like that's the worst thing you can do, and it's really hard to break away from that. Well, that is another thing I fi- find happening too much, which I... <laughs> See, when this guy complained about what I was doing on the rotation front, firstly, it was dumb because I had, like, all the saves, <laughs> which really <laughs> says something about my defensive rotation position, you know? <laughs> I'm doing it. So it wasn't a problem, and we also still won, which is also <laughs> another classic situation. But, like... The way I tend to play it, which is probably not actually right, it's like it's probably not actually that great, is I'm almost always on the far side of the field. Like, because theoretically, the way the rotation is meant to work is like one guy on the ball, one guy behind him, and then one guy in the middle. Yep. 
But the way I do it is I'm almost always further on the far side from the middle. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's but but it's but not that's just a valid strategy well, as sure. well, right? Because rear guy can then have a straight shot. Yeah, but the thing about it is that it's not just that that's the version of that that I do. It's that I somehow almost always seem to end up in that. I almost always seem to end up as the third person rather than one of those two. Oh, I see. Right. So. Like, I'm clearly doing something wrong because I should always be in that same position because yeah, yeah. you're not meant to do that in Rocket League. It's not meant to be a positional game. I think it's just because I'm more naturally defensive, I don't roll out as quickly. So the, because normally what will happen is I'll be in goal waiting for the attack to, waiting for the guy in the corner to push the ball out and start the attack. And the other guy will just blow straight past me, taking up the second position. And then I'll just go over the other side of the field. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's, People don't respect the ordering. Like, wait at the back post if I'm already in goal. Don't just drive straight past me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, people just do what they want to do. Yeah, I mean, that's what you have to deal with when you're playing by yourself. <laughs> yeah. People do what they want to do, and you shouldn't complain about it. But it works if you if you realise that you do have to not be where the other people are. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is the trick, I guess. It's a stupid robot car football game yep with tactics just somewhat tactics yeah somewhat skill if you're not if you're not playing with two people you know shut your face that's all I'm gonna say well I definitely yeah. do shut my face yeah it's I like, mean oh, you I'll, do. I'll yeah. never talk at all if I can help it yeah I mean you're, yeah you're the smartest one of a lot of us um. <laughs> but that also goes for like you know actual information that I could theoretically yeah, I've I never learned to quick right. chat <laughs> yeah I mean we have the same problem when we play Valorant honestly We're, we all like we're in a chat channel yeah. talking to each other constantly and you don't want to open that up to randoms no. all the time. So then we forget to push the buttons to... Oh, I do anyway. I frequently forget to push the talk to team button. Mm, yeah. Cause, and then they're all like, oh, why aren't you giving information? I'm like, oh, I am, but not to you. Ah, right, yeah. I see what I did there. But it's not that important. And also... League, really, that's the... Yeah. A lot of people on Valorant do talk, which is a good thing, mm. but also... A lot of people on Valorant talk. Yep. <laughs> which is a bad thing. I, I wonder what Rocket League would like if you turned on voice chat. Because whoever turns on voice chat, Rocket League. No one does because it doesn't work very well, does it? Every time I've every time I've ever heard anyone try and talk, it always... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, what, what you said, mate. But, you you know, who would have that on anyway? <laughs> Regardless of the quality of it. I will say something. At least the people that, like when I've been playing Valorant, I haven't had come across many, like... A Counter Strike. Everyone who plays it seems to have the worst mic imaginable and picks up like 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 whenever they talk, it's just like background noise and mm. people fighting and <laughs> like animals barking or music playing. It's a hellscape. Yeah. Whereas there's, there does at least be some microphone etiquette on Valorant. Play Valorant. Join us. <laughs> and that's pretty much all I've done. Just those Online. two things. Yeah, online updates. <laughs> uh, monthly, yeah, it's about monthly, isn't it? With every every couple yeah. of casts, we end up having a bit of a multiplayer rant. Yep. So next cast is E3, is it? I mean, when, I guess. When would that be? Yeah. I mean, E3 is theoretically mm. next week, but it will go into, I mean, not next week. It's the weekend in between our two podcasts, so it will run into the week towards the next podcast, so we'll probably yeah. just talk about it on the next podcast. I don't think we need to do anything special. No, the, the, the bulk no. of the news will be out by then. And depending on how much actual content there are in these presentations, we might not even need to do a 
two-parter or extra long. <laughs> I mean, we've got better at not doing the whole not let's not do everything yeah. thing. Thank God. Um, <laughs> which is how yeah. we used to do it. We've, we've got a lot better the at The highlights. We'll yeah. do the highlights. And um, Only the hopefully hits. there will be some highlights. I mean, it... it um, it fits better when it's these, like, you know, not stage presentations. When it's the stage presentation, that yeah. sort of gives you an incentive to just do the whole thing yeah, in order as it happens. Because there's yeah, sometimes a narrative, isn't yeah. there? Like, but, if, but if they're moving away from that thing, which is, yeah, probably better for everyone, honestly. Um, yeah, you can only, you only really need to talk about the the games that made you go, oh, that's actually mildly interesting, rather than... Ah, oh, that's the game everyone expected you to make. Yep. Get ready for the Ubisoft presentation. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a staid joke now, but it's like, how many towers reveal maps? I think they've... They must have run out of Assassin's Creed now. Now they've done Valhalla. I mean, what? I mean, oh, my God. It's not even Assassin's Creed anymore. Space no, Assassins. Cool. That's the trouble. Give it a rest. Space Assassins. What? They've never got into the future. Well, apart from the actual story apart of from, Creed, which they got, got rid of. And apart from making Watch Dogs. Which is not feature Assassin's Creed. God, I've been seeing a lot of adverts and whatnot for Far Cry 6, which is apparently now just Just Cause. <laughs> they've, right, yeah. they've just made yeah, Just Cause. It just, it, exactly. Just, it looks like Just Cause, but they missed the irony. You know, yeah. <laughs> they missed the joke part. <laughs> right? It's like an earnest version of just the, the original Just Cause, and you know it That's pretty dumb. much has Just Cause's story, even where it's just yeah. like the, the South American country takeover by dictatorship, blow everything up <laughs> with like yeah. weird guerrilla weaponry and whatnot. Are you saying it's except like- Just Cause used that as a backdrop to do stupidity, right? Yeah, it was a comedy was, version of that story. Yeah, it was a comedy version. <laughs> Is it? They're basically making. Tropico with guns. <laughs> also, what does cause one thing? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that would be good if. No, I mean, it wouldn't be good, but it would be a very old style game where, on the one hand, you play the Tropico, and on the other hand, you go in and trash it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think many people have ever done that. Like Streets of Sin no. City, and that was very. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sort of thinking of like how in Dungeon Keeper you could go into first person mode. No, oh, right, reason. yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I mean, those. I guess the closest thing were when people were trying to make those asymmetric multiplayer games, I guess. Yeah. Where someone's building and trapping up a dungeon while other players are working their way through it. Anywho. There will be games coming in E3, and we will talk about them. I, I mean, I hope there's some interesting ones. I hope Nintendo pulls something out. That's what I'm really hoping. Because I was just, well, I was got I, to show something. Yeah, I, mean, I was having hoping for something unusual. All the yeah. two things that we think they're going to pull out. I mean, we might see a bit of Splatoon three. We might I mean, see a bit. Do of... you think they'll actually show both Metroid and Zelda, or just one of them? I don't think we're seeing any Zelda. Really? Honestly, I don't Again? think we're seeing any Zelda. Yeah, Zelda Again. feels like it's always closer than Metroid still. Mm. Yeah. There was, I'm sure there was something, I can't remember the exact news, but I'm sure there was something like a couple of weeks ago where it's just like, yeah, we're not as far along with this as you might think. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, as long as it's good, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I want them to just, I mean, F-Zero, obviously. That's 
that's still, never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen, but it's all I all I really want. And I know they're never. That would gonna, be hilarious if they did that. And I know they're not gonna do a Star Fox game that anyone will like again. <laughs> no problem. Um, we are going to at least. I think it's safe to say certainly get a Smash Brothers character, but maybe both. Is the theory anyway? I don't know. Nintendo need to do something because I'm just looking back at like what Nintendo games have I actually been interested in since Odyssey and Splatoon 2. And it's like kind of nothing, really. I'd quite like to play Age of Calamity at some point, but that's that's not really a Nintendo game, honestly. It's a mm, Nintendo nice. skinned game. Yeah. Tetris 99? Not really a Nintendo thing, I guess. No. It's just not a lot. I mean, Bowser's Fury looks interesting, but it's an addendum to 3D World, which I never played, in fairness. I've def- but, definitely seen some people, I don't know if this is actual rumour or just theorising, but like a new Mario Kart, but that's just like, that's so generic at this point. I mean, it is about time, yeah. honestly. It's been a long time since 8. But it's just Mario Kart. <laughs> and Mario Kart has continued to sell. And it's continued somehow. to like, like, refine down into the, into the, exact formula yeah it's like it hasn't really changed since six probably i mean eight was my first introduction to the gliding stuff which i think was added in seven yeah um mm. uh so it was a little bit for, i mean they added the sort of f-zero-esque zero g stuff didn't they to eight that was kind of its thing not that that different no <laughs> it just means they had some slightly crazier track designs here and there but that doesn't really affect how you drive them. It just affects how they look. But even how it looks is like quite standard now, it yeah. feels. Well, Nintendo has a look Well, now, yeah, right? they do. Nintendo have just landed on a look for Mario properties. But I feel like they just need to... Well, you know. If you want to mix up Mario Kart somewhat, we're going back to Double Dash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Double Dash 2. <laughs> D- double, that would be hilarious. Double Dash Duo or something like that. <laughs> Add an extra D to it. Deuce. Double down. <laughs> the double deuce. <laughs> or, you know, some word Smash stuff for the, for <laughs> Smash Card. Well, they already pretty much is, it already pretty much is that. You've got Link and Squid <laughs> <Yeah>. Inklings and, <laughs> and Animal Crossing. I mean, nin- Nintendo Kart. You might as, yeah. Super, Super Nintendo Kart. <laughs> That doesn't really help with the actual game, though. That's just character skins. Yeah. I mean, unless they add some kind of, like, bring back character abilities. Well, then that's Double Dash again, though. Yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. Yes. I mean, it could be really... I mean, what, like, if they layered something on like they did with... At least tried with Mario Tennis, right? Well, I mean, that has been the trend, I suppose, with the with the tennis and the golf. And they, yeah. They're trying to add at least a little something new to them. Layer something on top, which is good. Oh, I mean, like, I saw the little little clip from Mario Golf I saw uh, today, in fact, was like just like, oh, King Bob-Omb's in it. And he fires himself out of a cannon, and it's like, yeah, all right. That's a... I mean, it doesn't add anything. All the other characters have some sort of launch ability, but hey, King Bob-Omb's in it. <laughs> Not King Boo. Well, like, probably also King Boo. Probably King Boo. I mean, he gets carried by little bombs. It's weird. I think he's the king. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll catch you for E3 special-ish in a couple of weeks. Goodbye. Bye. What?